Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 251 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Carrick, as always, I'd like to know, how are you doing, my friend? Absolutely excellent, man. There's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been, it's been a cool, busy week in a weird way. Busy week. Well, maybe not always (laughs) cool. There's been some (laughs) shitty stuff, but (laughs) Yeah, I feel that way too, man. I've just been, uh, I I feel old lately. I didn't, I didn't get to tell you this when we were doing our little talk before the show, like we normally do, but uh, I I said last week, like my knee was bugging me a little bit um, because I didn't, I didn't stretch. And uh, I went on a jog, which was just stupid of me. And then, uh, so I've been nursing that for about two weeks now. And uh, Ray's were starting to feel better. I had to move some furniture over at my grandma's house. And um, we had to lift a pretty heavy chair. And uh, guess who Guess who strained their lower back now? <laughs> That's a bitch, too. Yeah, it's... yeah, man. I thought I was fine. Oh. And, and, and here, I'll paint a picture in everyone's head. Maddie comes out for some dinner. I go to bend over to get some baked beans to put on my plate. And, man, I could not go, like, a quarter inch forward. <laughs> I was like, oh! That's yeah. the worst feeling in the world. Lower back is the worst. I know, the man. Worst. I couldn't believe it. And, I, you know, what's funny is when I was on stream, I told everyone, like, all right, I got to sign off. I got to go move furniture. And the stream was so sweet. They were like, oh, Matt, like, lift with your legs, which my dad, he has a bad back. So he's always emphasized that. Uh, I, I could have sworn I did, but I must have did something wrong at some point in the lifting process. And that's all it takes. One, one grave error, and I was punished like a goddamn Dark Souls game. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you're all doing well, taking good care of yourselves. Welcome to our weekly gaming show where we just round up all the highlights of the week and we banter about them. Uh, this week we have exciting things ranging from Mass Effect returning, which we talked about last week and have been talking about for many months on this show. Uh, we also have Jedi Fallen Order to discuss the Xbox quote gameplay reveal and quote event, which has been kind of dragged across the internet so much that, uh, even though it was the biggest news this week, uh, we kind of made the decision we didn't want to highlight it in our show because you know just so many people have been talking about it. Yeah. We want to give you guys more fresh discussions up front. Um, also, we've got Mortal Kombat 11 getting a brand new expansion. We'll be talking about that. The Last of Us Part 2 has gone gold. We'll revisit this topic, um, see how we're feeling about that. And then, as always, at the end of the show, the longest segment of the show, we get into the patron questions. We answer what you guys have asked us. One of these times... I'm going to say, like, oh, the longest section of the show, but we're going to have, like, three questions waiting for us in the in the Patreon Discord. <laughs> anyway. Somehow all uh, turned it into the longest section, though. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> you, you or me. One of us, man. Uh, but, Carrick, what are you playing? What are you up to? How's your, your Patreon going? Anything you want to promote? Uh, Patreon's been going good. I'm doing uh, – I'm, I was going to do a video on the board uh, board game simulator I've talked to you about, and mm-hmm. – it record it didn't record because the hard drive had died which i told you about prior to this so sent that in and waiting for that to actually uh be fixed which is expensive as fuck so i sort of took a day or two off because i can't really do a lot even streaming was difficult luckily some of the podcasters had my thumb well they didn't have the thumbnails they had a couple bits of uh, art i could use i have been playing a ton of DD using tabletop simulator and then um some mo- strangely enough some mobile games just not microtransaction style but like on my cell phone just you know yeah. for the hell of it and then uh oh yeah dude so i gotta tell you about this let me see if my ste- steam's not up i'll worry about it later but they're uh, they're um god i can't remember the name of the game damn it <laughs> oh snow runners snow runners 
the right. uh, the, the, the same before. one I told. Yeah, the four by four game. Um, I ended up playing a bunch of that over the weekend, and strangely enough, my wife was like looking over my corner. She's like, "What is that?" And I'm all, "Oh, it's like a." She's like, "Is that monster trucks?" Because it sort of looks like monster trucks. And I was all, "No, no, no. It's just mudding." And she knew that when I was younger, I lived in the woods, so like we would do that. She's never done it, and it's slow. You know, it's like top speed, six fucking miles an hour. Like, that's what it feels like, at least. So she saw it, and this is the first driving game where she's like, well, can I try? And, dude, it was like an hour and a half later, and she's just, and I've never seen her play a racing game in my life. And she was just like, I can see what's happening now. Because most games are so fucking, even like a game like you and I, like Horizon is still pretty, you know, you got to be on it. It's fast. And that's not her. She can methodically, though, explore. And that's what that game's about is like exploration. Mm-hmm. And so that was cool to see somebody who yeah, isn't a huge funny, gamer uh, play it. It's funny you mentioned that. That's how my girlfriend was with uh, I, I put her on Bioshock. And even that, you know, the the combat, the the, the, the enemies can just jump right in your face. And it can, yeah, if, if she hadn't played games in a very long while at that time. Uh, it, it could be kind of just hard to take on. And, and when she picked up Persona, it was like, OK, I can walk around the daily life, take my time combat there's there's no time limit to your turn you just can figure out what you got to do so i get you on that yeah the, those games are like perfect for for people like them who just need to methodically do things yeah and and, and so move from there maybe them. even like you know from that point on at least they know the general thought process it's like but yeah. before that it's too busy like it's there's just too yeah. much going on yeah i feel you on that um on my end of the spectrum when it comes to the Patreon, I am going to announce, I haven't done it yet as we record the early access for this show here, but um, I'm going to announce kind of like a video schedule plan for the the, the Patreon because um, it's been about two, three weeks, I think, since I've done a, a Patreon video because I was doing a ton of unboxings on there. I did like two or three in a row. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I want to give them something different because uh, what I did was I had this game game collecting idea where I will just... Uh, like order online on eBay a random game lot. I'll get a box and we just open it. And some of the game pulls I got were absolutely hilarious. Um, but the issue is obviously just getting tons of boxes in the mail. Probably right now isn't the best idea. Um, yeah, the other box I sure. had was uh, a care package from Sega. They sent me for uh, Vanquish and Bayonetta releasing, which was cool. I got a shirt, the game. Um, I have yet to play Vanquish because I've been so busy with other games. But uh, yeah, so I have this plan to to release a, a new video schedule because I wanted to, you know, really think it out. So I have a game plan moving forward and don't overwhelm myself at the same time with the rest of my content. Uh, so that'll be live over the weekend. Um, I'm going to the studio tomorrow to furnish it out more. As I was telling Carrick, we're adding in uh, a TV that my brother got me for Christmas, uh, some a new microphone, uh, some sound foam. So... Uh, finally, the, the building's been cleared out for long enough that we can safely go in now and uh, make good use of it, and I can stop working from home, <laughs> which would be nice. So um, those are some things happening on the Patreon. I'm sure one of those videos will be a uh, – not I'm sure. I know one of those videos, rather, will be uh, a, a tour of the studio space. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that's what's going on on my Patreon right now. When it comes to what I'm playing, I don't think I've got much to say this week because – it's just been more Persona 5 Royal. Um, 93 hours in. I'm just entering the 6th Palace. Uh, I think I've got three more left. So I'm definitely going to be beating this game at like 150 hours, I'd say. Uh, thoroughly enjoying it. 
still easily my favorite game of the year. I, I find it very hard to imagine any other game knocking it off the list. I know some people would say, well, that's kind of cheap because it's five with additions to it. But the additions are not only substantial quality of life improvements, but it's like every step of the way the game has been vastly improved into just a JRPG. That It's really hard to imagine games trying to get above that until the next Persona game comes out. Like, it's that good. Uh, it's just the way it's created so well thought out. Uh, the, the, the characters, everything about it's just thought-provoking, and it's all interconnected. I, I made a whole video on Colin's Last Stand, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, just trying to highlight how it, it's kind of like a building block game where you start off with this foundation of the daily life and the mystical nightlife of a Persona user, and it's just like building upon building upon building where where you go to your friend's house, you hang out with them, and because you hung out with them, you get a perk, which is useful in the gameplay, and because you use that perk, like, X, Y, Z can happen. Like, it's just all interconnected. A a very well-directed and designed game. I I still can't recommend it enough. Um, I'm very excited to finally get to the third semester. I'm really close, and see what the bulk of the new content is. That's where uh, 20 to, I think, 15 to 20 hours of new content is, is the account they gave. That's what my friends have been saying too. Um, but yeah, just every step of the way, this game has been fantastic, but I just haven't been playing much outside of that. Cause I, I, as I said, I think two weeks ago or a week ago, this game's been kind of hanging cause I was really taking my time with it. And so now it's like, all right, let's, let's start, let's start pushing it before more stuff does drop in our lap. And then I really feel like I need to rush it, which this game does not deserve to be rushed. It's a very, very good game. And I've, happily enjoyed it for well over a month now but now i'm I'm, now i'm indulging in the binge side of myself so that's kind of what i've been playing and with that carrick let's let's move into the news yes do this all right cool so first bit of news on the show today is going to be i'm trying to type the timestamps on my phone and i just kept like hitting random buttons because i can't type sideways on an iphone dude anyway, i suck on anyway so yeah, yeah my, my, my mom my mom does the same thing she always tries to type to me sideways and um it's ridiculous she she just sends me so many typos uh so anyway mass effect trilogy reportedly getting a remaster this news comes from pcgamer.com electronic arts said yesterday that it intends to release 14 new games during the fiscal year, which runs until the end of March 2021. Titles weren't revealed, although four were confirmed as sports games, so a new Madden, FIFA, NHL, and a mysterious fourth, maybe a a UFC game perhaps. Mm, Uh, And there will also be mobile games in the mix, some indie stuff from partner developers, which doesn't really fit the definition of indie that I'm aware of, according to this article. Some new IPs and, quote, an additional EA HD title, end quote. It was uh, fairly conventional and unremarkable as these things go, but got more interesting when VentureBeat reported that the HD title in question will in fact be the remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. There's no more to it than that, but it's an entirely unambiguous statement, quote, that HD remaster of an H- of an EA game is the Mass Effect trilogy, end quote, and VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb was confident enough that he tweeted specifically to draw attention to the statement. The report is unverified, but hardly far-fetched, and that's what we have to run off of. So, Carrick, we talked pretty extensively last week about what we had heard about the Mass Effect situation. Um, We've been 
I know I made a video back in February, and since then I've been kind of like beating the drum that, hey, it's coming along, like it's going to happen, get ready. Um, and we, like I said, we extensively talked about it last week. So I guess picking up where we left off there, seeing uh, more reports coming in, uh, it seems to now be more of a remaster. We don't know if that means they'll rework things, because I think the definition of remaster may be changing. We we talked a little bit about yeah near replicant remaster changing the entire combat uh, right. to be more like automata which i think is not in line with what we've seen with previous remasters so how do you how do you feel so far knowing it's going to be the trilogy rather than just maybe a redone mass effect one i don't we're going to talk a little bit in a, a bit about ea maybe changing their ideas on some things but i would say mm -hmm. overall i'm not really confident that they would spend the money to fix the stuff that's in every game that needs to be fixed right. um, to make it all feel like a cohesive whole. So I could certainly see them just being like Ubisofting it like they did with uh, the Ezio collection, I think was what it was. Yes. Um, yes. And I didn't and hate. Well. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate it though, because I knew like, well, first of all, I didn't like those games as much as Assassin's Creed, or as much as, sorry, as Mass Effect, so I probably didn't buy into it as much. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't see, I don't know, the old EA, the current EA, I don't see them spending the money. I think they need to fix the issues in one, the issues in two, and the issues in three, and making everything combined. But I would love for them to do it. So I'm just going to try to not be negative and be like, I right. hope, right, that they fix the things people disliked in each one. We get ourselves a nice wrapped up remaking whatever you want to call it i just it remaster to me means remaster like a audio remaster where it's not like somebody's going in and putting new beats down they're they're literally remastering you know they're like upping the quality resolution and stuff so right it, you're right though the near one that they're calling that a remaster and that's not a remaster that's a yeah, that's they're like adding music. A, that's like a character. Yeah, that's quest. that's like a remake, right? Like that's that or a definitive edition. You could call it, it I guess. It, it, yeah. yeah, definitive edition would probably be a little better. That's the thing. I think man. that would be this better. Is the issue with branding and and how yeah. companies have labeled their products sometimes to sell things a little bit higher than usual is is we get these mixed messages of like, wait, what's this versus that? Um, EA also did say that multiple titles are set to launch on Switch this year. Um, what was said around the internet and what I had personally heard was that, uh, don't expect Mass Effect on the Switch right away. It's going to be one of those staggered releases where you're going to get like the trilogy, I would say on like PS4, Xbox one, and then later on it'll come to switch kind of like we'll, we'll say the outer worlds came out PS4, uh, Xbox and, and the switch launch got, it got delayed. It was supposed to come out in March, but, um, yeah, so EA has changed their way of thinking a little bit, it seems. Um, and let's go ahead and, and, and blend this into uh, our next news topic, which is Jedi Fallen Order now becoming a franchise. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Mass Effect, but I feel like these two conversations sort of overlap in the theme that EA has changed their approach to some of their series, to some of the quotes that have followed them uh, for years. So let's get into that. This information comes from IGN. Uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be the start of a new franchise, which inherently that would suggest that more games 
are on the way. During an earnings call, CEO Andrew Wilson said that the first, or sorry, said that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is, quote, the first title in an entirely new franchise, end quote. Uh, This is not too surprising, according to IGN as well. During the investor call last year, Blake Jorgensen said that Jedi Fallen Order significantly beat their expectations, and the expectation was that it sold 10 million units. So it would probably be a safe guess to say that this game hit 15 million units sold by this point in time, which would also explain why right now you could hop on Steam. I think right now still. You can hop on Steam and get the game for like 35 bucks. And uh, 35 bucks well spent. It was in my top three last year. I really like this game. But... um Respawn has also put up job listings in recent months, specifically looking to fill senior positions in on the Star Wars team. A hint that Respawn was giving uh, was working on more Star Wars content. And on top of that, we got a brand new free update for Jedi Fallen Order that yeah. added in uh, an arena mode. It allowed you to wear Cal's Inquisitor armor, which that's not a spoiler, by the way. Um it has a new grid-based challenge mode where you could, like, customize your challenges. There mm-hmm. are additional costumes. There's what they call New Journey Plus where it seems like just your cosmetics carried over from what I read. I have yet to test it out. But, um, yeah, so a new update came to the game, like I said, entirely free. We now know that Jedi Fallen Order is going to be a whole franchise, which makes sense. The game made a lot of money. Uh, But this kind of goes against what EA was saying for a while, which was, hey, single-player games are going downhill, you know, trying to support the multiplayer games, the games as a service. And I think there's a place for both right now, as we all have seen with the stats. But between what we've heard for months in our case with Mass Effect Trilogy being remastered and, hey, like this game that everyone said wasn't coming back is going to come back on modern consoles, and now Jedi Fallen Order when EA was all against single-player games, now seeing just how well they can sell and has committed to a franchise. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, I don't want to say a new EA, but uh, an EA that's that's embracing obvious opportunities, so to speak? Yeah, and I think EA probably looked at the way their game was set up. I, I would assume the old EA thought that making an open-world GTA-style Star Wars was going to be too expensive, but making a Dark Souls-style Star Wars was not. And so what we got was, and people can get mad, you can call it whatever you want, but there are definitely Dark Souls bits in this new Star Wars game. 100%. Um, And so to me, they saw somewhat non-linear, mostly linear levels, but somewhat non-linear gameplay and stuff. And and it it did well, and it's much cheaper than an open world game, which is just Mm -hmm. phenomenally expensive. So it makes sense to me, and I think it's actually smart because, so the main actor, he's going to cost you money. Um, he's awesome, by the way, and he's well worth. Yeah, Cameron Monaghan, fuck, yeah, he, he did a yeah, good job. He's he's well worth the money, but you you also have a time frame where you can get side actors that are really good, plus main actors if you want to play characters. So you're not going to spend a shit ton on your vocals. And I feel that they were attempting a bunch of shit. So I didn't like it as much as you. I liked it, but I mm-hmm. feel that I feel that you could tell that they it wasn't any one thing. It was a bunch of stuff that. St- substantially worked better together than it could have for another team. They did a good job of getting all these weird things to work together. I personally believe they'll probably try to flesh some stuff out. Cosmetics would be great because the cosmetic system in that game sucks. Dong. I hate Mm -hmm. that. Like just Mm -hmm. here's a cape and you're like, dude, why? Like that. So I would love to see those kind of underwhelming. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, man, it, I think honestly, Jorgen, what's his name? The main guy, the bald guy. 
Is that the bald guy who always comes out and talks about this? I'm talking about the 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 respawn guy who always comes out. He's sort of brawny, always wears black, super bald. He's the oh, one who did oh, the Stig. Stig, Stig thank you. Yeah. I my personal belief is that like once they get a smart person on the team who knows money too and knows where resources need to be spent to not go crazy, he seems to have shown that you can do it. And so I think maybe that's all EA required was just an example of mm-hmm. something that could be done. And we got an easy Dark Souls game, which if you think about it, that you I think you and I have talked about it. A lot of Dark Souls games really hard. We talk about, you know, difficulty settings and all this shit. That game had just enough things that I think somebody who maybe was looking at a Dark Souls or a Surge 2 could be like, fuck that. I'm not doing Surge 2. But Star Wars, you know, and maybe jump into it and learn a little bit. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited to see more. Um, I I think that there was clearly more to be told in the story. Once it ended, you kind of got the feeling that it was opened up and, and there was more. They wanted to do more but didn't want to commit to it. Um, I am I curious guys were if cool. they're gonna. Yes, yes. I'm just curious if they're gonna keep the Metroidvania theme, the little shtick going. Right uh, now, they've made a ton of money. Do they go bigger or do they stick with what worked? Because I, I think please one of the stick games, with what worked. Yeah, I was gonna say I think one of the biggest strengths was that this game was an open world. It was also a very right. uh, quickly made game. Um, it was made on Unreal Engine Four. I think it was made in like three or four years. Um. And so the turnaround time was fast and uh, knowing EA, they probably loved that. But another thing, another thing that a lot of people do forget with Jedi Fallen Order amidst all of its hype is that uh, this was a game made with next to no involvement with EA. You know, they just kind of allowed Respawn to make it and then they helped market it. Um, Now that EA knows there's a lot of money in on this franchise, this is, this will be the test. In my opinion, I had pretty good confidence with, Jedi Fallen Order, when I look back on it, I think the only thing I was concerned about was some of the silence from them on certain elements of the game that I felt were marketable. Like, we we were surprised after they, they had shown the game off, and we were like, oh, this looks good. And then leaks came out after stating, like, hey, this is a Metroidvania game to some extent. Right. And, and people were like, well, why didn't they show that? And they didn't show it for an extremely long period of time. In fact, I don't think they showed it at all, uh, like, officially. Um, so I'm curious to see... How EA, now that they know they have like a really, really popular franchise, uh, a respectable Star Wars game, you know, one of the best in a very long time, um, how do they handle this? Do they say, okay, Respawn, clearly you guys got something going on here. Um, we're just going to leave you to it. And I shouldn't speak like that about respectable because they, they did do, EA and DICE did a great job turning around Battlefront 2 from what I've heard. Um, that's a game that I want oh, to Oh, Star Wars to... Battlefront 2? Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Of course it was Star Wars. Yes. Huge. Huge. Good job on that. Sure. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to act like the only good one is is Jedi Fallen Order. I think it's the only good one that, you know, off the bat at launch. But um, they, they seem to have got a good done a good job with this license. You have to imagine, too, Carrick. We have to be honest with ourselves. They're talking about making it a franchise. Do we think this means that Disney is relatively pleased with the Star Wars deal? From what I understood, they were. Yeah, I thought somebody else had said that somewhere. But I, I, I think overall, especially because it wasn't even as dark as Mandalorian. So they've got so it's below Mandalorian and its violence and what it shows. So I think as long as EA aims for that, D- Disney will be fine. Disney only seems to really have an issue once you start getting dark or you know stuff like that. Um, no, I think Disney's probably pretty happy with it. 
I would assume, because it sold, if they were expecting 10 million and it sold significantly better, even if it was only 1 million more, that's a million where some games don't even sell a million. Like, remember Greedfall? They were like, we hit a million, or no, not Greedfall, the other one, a Vampire. They were like, we want to hit 500,000 and they hit a million. And we were like, that's awesome, but it's such a small number. When you then look at like a Star Wars game, oh, dude, so. it's incredible because they—I I remember for Vampire, they're like at five hundred thousand, it's a success. At a million, we'll do a sequel. When I saw yeah. it hit a million, I'm like, all right, yep. that's it, yep. it's over, go make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, I, I was uh, extremely excited to see that they're going to be doing more with this game. I'm not uh, over the over the moon on this new update. Uh, I don't see myself going back to it. Um, just. I don't know. Nothing about the, the game has called me back. I was very satisfied with that initial adventure. And um, if it's like any other Star Wars game that I loved from when I was younger, uh, it's one of those games that I'll, I'll return to over time multiple times. That's kind of something special with Star Wars games, whether it was Republic Commando, Battlefront, and so on. I just I hop in and hop out. Uh, so I could see myself doing that with Fallen Order. Did you ever do – did Bloodborne offer – so to me, the I did do a little bit of the the the, the – n plus game or not the n plus game but the um set up your own encounters in this yeah, the, the well yeah somebody in the discord was i my question is is have so have other i'm just gonna say dark souls because and i'm not pick, saying it's identical to that but have we seen like a bloodborne or a dark souls do a bo- boss rush mode do they <sighs> later on because i thought somebody did because to, to to give you an example i think they did a pretty good job with a free update adding a gameplay mode that wasn't just N plus was what I was getting to was gotcha. that I, I think that's awesome because maybe you won't return to it or I won't, but for 30 bucks, a person who maybe didn't buy it will look at that and go, wait, like, yeah, I don't on top of what they it, already it, have. Yeah. And it's substantial and not the thing I just bitched about two weeks ago, which is the N plus mode. That's just like, they're harder. And to me, I find that so lazy here. At least we're getting something. Yeah, this I this cool. I thought I thought you'd come in kind of roaring about the, the j- new journey plus mode because it offers really nothing. It's just, hey, well, that's carry over. So you got to loot. less. Yeah, that's like, dumb. All right. <laughs> that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. I do like the grid thing, though. I do like that. I think that's that weird something. because once you beat the game, they let you. They let you just keep exploring and getting the rest of the collectibles. So I'm confused as to why people want. I guess when people want a new combat, game, they probably yeah. I was gonna say they probably wanted all the abilities and things you yeah. can do in the front of the game. But EA or I'm sorry, Respawn said like there's certain things they couldn't bring over. So I, I doubt you're because what'll happen if you have force pull. I don't remember what the first ability you got was. In the wrong area, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It could just right. absolutely screw up the whole design <laughs> of the game. It could. And so I think that's why uh, they they probably didn't think that far. And it's a testament to to how quickly the game was made. They they had a vision. They went for it. They made a, a game that you could just hop in one playthrough, see it all. And that was it. But... Um, Anything you want to tack on when it comes to Fallen Order or the Mass Effect trilogy? Uh, we highly encourage, not to interrupt you, by the way, before you speak, but we do highly encourage you guys listen to last week's show because uh, we did talk more extensively about Mass Effect um, and how we had heard, like, uh, Carrick had heard that there was the potential for them to sort of redo the ending of 3. There was the potential to uh, touch up and, and bring 
or I think this may have been a desire of yours from the Mass Effect one. The combat. desire for yeah, it was three. Yes. It, it, Sorry, it was more the desire. No, that's all right. I was trying to figure out if it's a remaster, how they would do the ending to three. That's just my desire, heartfelt desire. I may have gotcha. made. I may have been so heartfelt you believed it was official, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> like I just really want that. Yeah, but what we had heard uh, to to wrap that part up is um, that as it has now been reported, uh, it's coming. It's happening. Uh, it'll be the trilogy. Um, I, we don't know any specific gameplay g- details. I will I will dig in for you guys and see if there's anything I can figure out. Um, but yeah, we'll just leave it at that for now so that we don't overhype or uh, create false expectations. We don't want to be responsible for that. Uh, but yeah, I cut you off. Was there anything uh, you wanted to add on to either Fallen Order or Mass Effect? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm more interested actually in Mass Effect and what their idea is than I am Star Wars 2, um, oh, dude, just I'm, because I'm... I want to see, yeah, I want to see. As, a, as an RPG players. channel, I mean, yeah, I'm way more hyped for Mass Effect to come back. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the original Mass Effect trilogy, and if they did touch up anything, I would hope it would be uh, the en- the ending to 3 and, and 1's combat. I think those are the most obvious ones. I think the most feasible would be 1's combat, personally. But yeah, I think so too. Because then you have to, ass. you do have to get, um, you know, voice actors, uh, you know, yeah, for the end of that. three. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's, you know, there, there's ways to work around it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really interested in seeing what happens. I guess mm-hmm. maybe some people also because it's been so long, the heat for three's ending has sort of cooled a little bit too. Yeah, just like people have accepted it, just said like, okay, yeah. this is what it is. Yeah, and and that's very well possible. I. The the one thing I've always said about three's ending, I don't like it, but I didn't hate it enough to hate the rest of the Mass Effect series entirely or not enjoy playing it. I will wonder though, if they bring back Mass Effect three, I I pray, and I might be like one of twenty people who are praying that they do bring back the multiplayer because Mass Effect three's multiplayer was fucking awesome. I I don't that think shit. anybody I don't think anybody disagree. I think threes is considered insanely good multiplayer is it not i would assume that if we get a remaster they would have i just i feel like every time they bring back these older games they they don't do that the multiplayer is not there right and so that is true i if i hope they do find out a way to do that because that is it's just horde mode but you the 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 progression uh the the it, it shines a spectacular light on how good mass effect 3's combat is how fun it is uh, how team oriented it is um but yeah like i said the progression i think did they have loot boxes in that game i think they did um so yeah man that i guess that kind of could devalue my point there but point being is that it is incredibly fun i hope they do bring it back now we move into more exciting news as i try to type on my phone sideways again all right so now we're going to talk about the xbox gameplay reveal event the moment you've all been waiting for that you totally haven't heard people talk about for the entirety of the last couple of days. Uh, Carrick, it seems like we were on the same page here. Uh, general takeaways were that uh, this was uh, not a bad show, uh, you know, content-wise, but that uh, marketed, what was marketed to, marketed to us, rather, uh, was not exactly what was expected. So how do you feel about the whole show? Did you see anything you liked? Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked uh, Scorn. I thought that looked pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I did like that Ubisoft, so people were congratulating, or not congratulating, but saying they appreciated Aaron Greenberg for saying, you know, we we fucked up on the messaging. But it was even better to me to see the Ubisoft guy say that he did. Because people forget that Ubisoft, when they showed Valhalla a couple, what, a week ago, they were the ones that were saying, prepare, Xbox event. And so I actually, I had not seen the Microsoft stuff. I had seen the Ubisoft stuff. So when I saw people like oh, Microsoft, blah, 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 I was like, wait, what? I, I, was, I was here because of Ubisoft saying there was going to be some cool stuff. So they both fucked up really bad. Um, but do I think it's a, I saw somebody like, it's a disaster. And I'm like, dude, I watched Sony try to tell me to get a second job to buy their PS3. There is no such thing as like an event that kills. It, it, well, E3 with the Xbox One when they were doing the all that shit, that might have been an issue. But here, it's just like they they screwed up. It was stupid. They did also show some games. And then later, we found out some of those games are exclusive, which they didn't say, which was which was really weird, which was. Yeah. And dude, I honestly firmly believe I said this in my discord and I said it in the in the uh, podcast today. I firmly believe that all these companies will have continued mistakes this entire year because no one knows what to do. Tokyo Game Show got canceled. Ubisoft has their own show. People don't realize Ubisoft is not going to want to say, watch the Xbox show two months prior and then we're going to show the same shit like that makes no sense. So everybody is trying to control every little bit of data. And I can bet. Like if you were going to do something on your channel, but I wanted to hint that you were going to do something on your channel, you would not say, Carrick, put everything on your channel early because nobody would watch yours. So I think we're going to see disasters this entire year from everybody. Competition of YouTube. (laughs) Dude, it's 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 rough. And it's like they're going to have all these issues with just how they give out data. And it's not just them. It's like it's like all of them don't. It's gonna it's gonna be a really weird year for like who who says what when and how they give out the data and so yeah. But yeah, it was man. bad. It was boring. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I I felt more disappointed than bored because I felt the rinse and repeat pattern of oh man, like this looks interesting. I wish I knew what it was, and then realizing this is supposed to be a gameplay event where I know what it was. Um, and so there were some cool titles. Did you see Scarlet Nexus? Did that, uh, I saw all of them. Yeah, it did. And I've played the bright memory alpha one person game, the samurai. I played it on steam. It's mind blowing. One person made that and they're making the infinite version on console, which is great. Um, but yeah, see, I don't have a problem. So one of the other issues, Maddie, is so they were, I don't know if you heard, but Dirt 4 supposedly was running 120 frames per second during the demo. The problem is, guess what? Most browsers run at 60 FPS. Good job, jackass. You're you're literally doing nothing. If anybody noticed, you can see the Twitch stream bit rate, which I did while it was live. It was less than 1080p, which means you can't even show off your resolution. It was also at 6 megabits, which is fucking horrible. Oh Right. So their presentations need to have, like have a link that's like here's the un uh, unfiltered 4K version on YouTube of this game. They and the idea that they didn't if they didn't know that or if they knew there wasn't going to be a bunch of gameplay, do you know what I think would have not saved it cuz I don't consider them destroyed or saved events. I would have loved to have seen them just have the sound of like some swords clashing and have it say Fable 4. Just a title. Yeah. Just to make yeah. me go 
oh, well, they didn't show gameplay on anything else, so they, I'm not expecting them to show Fable 4, but there's a Fable 4, boom, and we could walk away from it saying something was new. Yeah, they did They did state afterwards that in July we would see Obsidian. Uh, we, I mean, this is an assumption, but you know, it's it's been a horribly kept secret where I'm pretty sure everyone knows it's coming that we're going to see Fable 4. Uh, we'll probably see new Forza game, and they did say that Halo Infinite. Halo, they did. Yeah, that yeah. was. I thought of you right away. I was like, damn. They they said it's that's still a on surprise. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, they're they're planning on explaining the silence of that, or because it is July, maybe they already have a delay established, right? Like maybe right. they're already saying like, yeah, it might be coming out in March now. I yeah, think that's pretty right. far back, but. They might they might say it's coming back in March. It's coming out in March, and because of that, they're going to show off a ton in July. Um, Obsidian, I thought that I had a really great question asked to me on Twitter. Uh, someone asked me, you know, do you think you're going to see the Outer Worlds DLC uh, during the gameplay event, or would it be during Microsoft's first party event? Because it is, you know, an Xbox owned studio. And I was like, you know, now that you mention it, I feel like we would have seen the Outer Worlds DLC during the gameplay reveal event because it was published by private division. This is a multi-platform game and I don't think it would be in Xbox's best interest to, to market it as something that would be exclusive to Xbox, like during an Xbox centric show rather. Um, but they didn't show anything off. And now that they've confirmed that obsidian will be present during, um, this July showcase, and they will be showing stuff off. I imagine that's when we will see the Outer Worlds DLC, which now now that they're waiting until July, Carrick, I got to be honest with you, man, this has got to be an expansion. This is not what we thought it was going to be, like a couple of guns, and that was really it. This has to be, I've heard nothing on it, but this has to be like a big-ass game. I've heard about their next game, and it sounds pretty cool, but um, you know, obviously that's very far from now, so I don't want to shoot out details on that, but what I have heard sounds pretty cool. But, um... What what are you I guess most looking forward to now? We know PlayStation's coming in in June reportedly. Um, there's we got these monthly events. Is anything? Uh, I think Cyberpunk's June 11th, so we're gonna be busy pretty soon, man. Uh, anything uh, come to mind right away between those three I mentioned that uh, excites you the most? Now that we've been disappointed successfully, probably. First of all, I just think everybody should fucking. Uh, like stow your your excitement and thinking every game, oh, every yeah. next gen game to is going to about that after you. Yeah, after you okay. Finish. Yeah, that shit's the people need to like realize how games work and how new gens work. But um, I would say Cyberpunk. I'm more interested in something Ubisoft is going to show. Um, Ooh. and I'm also interested in if Beyond Good and Evil will be shown because the rumor is and the 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 footage i got to see beyond good and evil is much farther along than i thought it was because there's some and this is by the way not me having a secret this is on youtube um they've been doing updates and i found an update from two years ago where they were running around the city and doing shit and it was like they were very far they were much farther along than i thought so i would love to see beyond good and evil for sony i don't think i really expect much um and then who else oh yeah cyberpunk i mean Cyberpunk is weird. I don't really get excited about Cyberpunk because I think like what you and I did with Spider-Man, oh, oh you usually it's about 3 weeks prior. And that's mm-hmm. when I get, you know, cuz it's there. 
Like, yeah, yeah, I right. I'm there with you there. on that. I I think the cyberpunk hype is kind of wild. Like people were freaking out even over the ratings board, and that was making headlines. And we were talking about that, like just kind of shaking our head, thinking this is a dangerous path people are walking right now when right. when content is being created based off what's been discovered on 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 the ESRB website or whatever. Um, I mean, it shows people are hungry for info, which is why that June show will be great. But I also think not everyone shared our feeling, but I think people are very also quick to forget that that show in August, Cyberpunk didn't look as good as it did the year prior. Um, That was a very like cut up, heavily edited slice of gameplay, and it just didn't look as sharp. It didn't present the dynamic choice and exploration that the first demo did. And I know some people will instantly come at me and go like, well, did you solve 49 minutes of unedited gameplay versus a 15 minute supercut. Uh, but I just want to see the game playing, you know, that's a game that has to speak for itself and, and going over the top and editing it. Just, I don't think that was a smart move at all. Uh, so I would say expect on June that they're going to have a, a substantial gameplay dump. Cause it's been since August that we've seen anything since August last year. Um, and I think cyberpunk, uh, or I'm sorry, CD project red got the message that not, you know, everyone was pretty happy about the game, but they wanted to see more. Uh, so I feel like we will see more, uh, and rightfully so because, um, you know, it, it's just strange how they've handled that game too. You know, they had the gameplay behind closed doors at first, then publicly revealed it. It was incredible. And everyone got to see exactly what many journalists and YouTubers like myself had been talking about. And then they followed it up with like a weird supercut gameplay. And, and now we have another seemingly big event. They're calling it like Night City Wire. So this might be a a, multi, a, a thing they keep returning to down the line. But I'm most What's excited the, for oh, PlayStation. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say I, I was most excited for PlayStation. But you were staying on topic. So let's go back to what you were saying. <laughs> I was just, just for Cyberpunk. I was just going to say that I personally would love for people to stow to understand that cyberpunk's not witcher and they've said it so many times um so mm-hmm. i i get that so witcher uh, i'm i loved witcher 3's world i thought it was cool i did a walking the walk but npc wise there's a lot of copied npcs and a lot of that they were still also cool it was a great world to explore um but cyberpunk is a different style game and it's going to be based a lot of it's going to be ranged attacks you'll certainly have up close attacks but we do know Geralt was more of a sword guy Right. And yes. so now we're going to this character that could do both. Combat's going to feel weird because of that. Additionally, you have skills that affect shooting, which hasn't worked out very well in the past, by the way. Usually alpha you want to shoot what you <laughs> alpha protocol, which I love, love. <laughs> but the number of people who lost their shit the first time they shot and the bullet went that way is ask if, if you were alive during that game releasing, it was a disaster. Yeah. People were so confused. Um, I just. I want it to be its own thing and it's okay. It's okay. If it's not like as worlds, whatever as Witcher three, if if it's just a fun cyberpunk tech verticality, weird city world, it will be cool. And it looks to be even above that with the car driving and stuff. So to me, I just wish people would, I don't know what the term is. Calm down a bit. There's other games to be excited about that are out right now that I wish people would look at instead of always going, this will be out in six months, blah, blah, blah. There's actual games that have come out. You know, there might be indie games, but there's games that have come out that I wish people would give a, just a little attention to. There's a lot of really cool stuff out. Yeah, I, I, I get your point. Yeah, I, I do. I, I just think 
it's good. People are excited. I just and I don't want to decide what people get excited for. I just don't want them to, you know, like I said, I think the ratings board to me was the pinnacle of like, oh, dear. It shows the thirst is there. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Where I I saw that. And I mean, people were making videos about being able to customize your genitals. And I was like, man, what the like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, where are we (laughs) to me that? Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was cool. I guess, if you will, if that's the right word that they're adding it, because to me, it just said that the game was done. I was like, okay. If they're adding this in and they're talking about this stuff, uh, they said that the game was playable like years ago, like like front to back playable. So I I believe that if their initial launch date was April, that this game is completely done uh, content wise, and they're just adding features. That's uh, l- let's say for example, uh, you've got a, a reviewer talking, and it it's just that extra thing where you could be like, you can do this like choice wise, you can go X Y Z. Uh, you can complete these side missions. You can do these activities. Oh, and by the way, this game allows you to even customize your genitals. Like, it's just such, like, an outlandish thing. It's kind of got the same energy uh, as as uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, where, like, they were talking about horseball shrinking. Like, I, I never saw that in, like, the 90 hours I played that game. But for a lot of people, like, leading up to launch, it was like, look at all it can do plus this. Like, I feel like that's the the this game's version of the plus this feature. Yeah. Um. I think it's just just good for people to talk about. Uh, but uh, what, what I wanted to, to just mention is uh, in, in response to more so the Xbox event, this is kind of off the whole cyberpunk thing, is I for certain companies and certain things, I will be excited for their events. Like I think Atlas is a good example because, as you said earlier, Tokyo Game Show got canceled. Atlas, in turn, said we're doing something to celebrate Persona's anniversary. We're doing... Uh, an update on Shimigami Tensai Five finally after all these years. So for me, like that's something I'm excited for, and I will give them my excitement. Warner Brothers apparent showcase. Yeah, Warner see. Brothers for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. Definitely excited. But I think when it comes to this next gen bullshit uh, and, and some of these bigger showcases, like I'm, I'm done getting excited for them for the most part, yeah. um, just because. I literally, if, if people want to go watch the VOD, you'll see me towards like the middle end go like, I, I just, I don't remember the last time I sat down for one of these and walked away like, yeah, let's go. Like, I think Nintendo had a really good direct in December. That was one time I was kind of popping out of my chair in shock. But, um, you know, and that was actually apparently, but people didn't really even like that direct. So, I mean, it goes to show what kind of person I am. I was, I, I was for, for reference hopping out of my chair for like Tokyo Mirage sessions, getting a, a, a Switch release and uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast 2 coming back. I thought that was pretty hype because I instantly thought of like KOTOR and Battlefront and sure, Republic sure. Commando. But uh, yeah, it, you know, in this long winded spiel, I'm just kind of not getting excited for like PlayStation um xbox you know i look forward to playstation because they've been so quiet but it's not excitement anymore you know it's just because they have given me absolutely bethesda last year uh, ubisoft last year i just they've given me no motherfucking reason to get excited at all it's just like all right you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna come in and if you blow me away then that'll just make the show that many times better but uh Maddie's putting down the the hype sword and shield for now when it comes to the conferences. I just can't do it anymore because it's so infinitely disappointing in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, 
and I like I said, I think this year it's going to be even like more so just because everybody's conf- even the companies are confused about when games are coming and out. Understandable. And so. it's been under say, I was just going to say it's been super hard. Like, I know people are like they're developers. They get to work on games. We can't say their life is hard. But some of these people are like, you know, working from home, doing weird shit they've never done before, what have you, and trying to figure out how to put a game together in teams that are usually maybe too close, but they're super close. So yeah, where you I, could just walk around the corner and ask a question about something with a game. And now it's like a phone call or, well, dude, how many times have you and I tweet to give you an example, we've tweeted a message like back and forth 10 times. But then when we do right prior to the podcast, we finish up that discussion in a quarter of a second because mm-hmm. you, you know, text isn't the same, whatever, you know, and you're yeah, like you back and be forth, doing back. like three things during the texting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's something about for some people not everybody but something about working together so i think this year is uh, it's sort of cool for me because it is slow right now do some indie stuff um it's also cool because i think i i agree with you i think it i think it would be nice if people just took a step back and maybe like if you're celebrating the ball size of something where are we like where like is that where are we like I get that there's excitement, but what does that mean? If we're yeah, if we're it, celebrating that, what does that mean? It means we have yeah. no data, and that bothers me even more. That we have no data. we have no so somebody celebrating ball size from a ratings board. To me, that speaks to problems, not necessarily awesome. Yeah, because we're not talking about the story. We're not answering right. questions about skills. Characters. Yeah, yeah, builds. Yeah, which as an RPG fan, I would be more concerned about um and and, and want to sure, talk more about you know I, i'm sure that's why in uh in unison they had announced this yeah. big nightwire city thing i mean they announced it almost over at actually at the point of recording this a month ahead of time so you know they they very much seem to be aware that there is a lack of info so uh, you know i tip my cap to them on that on that behalf. yeah it'll be fun um, and I don't want people to get the mixed message from me. I'm I'm ready to love Cyberpunk. People know I've covered the fuck out of that game on my channel. But uh, and and maybe it's to my own detriment. I'll be honest. Um, but every time I've seen Cyberpunk news as of late, it has been like grabbing at scraps. Like it has been really hard to see anything where I'm like, you know, this can make a video. Um, and I just you know I I, I look at like. I think like something that that's newsworthy from I'm explaining my perspective, not telling people what should and shouldn't be newsworthy. But like I thought something that was newsworthy was when uh, there was there was a a tweet from someone who did communications and localization at Ubisoft saying Assassin's Creed Valhalla is smaller uh, to address the bloat complaints from Odyssey. Like to me, that's news because that means, okay, they are changing how they've designed the game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey had a level gate. It had a ton of side content, arguably for some too much. And you didn't get a lot of XP rewards from that, so you started to feel like you were grinding for four or five hours to get to the next story beat that you were excited for, and by then your excitement has died off. Um, and to me, like that bit is news because you can go into what the game is, and it, it tells you their focus with the game and how they've addressed feedback, where... Um, when I can just make assumptions based off a, a ratings board, which, by the way, you guys are talking to me. Like, I love speculating. Um, it just I, – I can't do that. I can't find uh, – you know, with Cyberpunk, it's a lot of that, I should say. It's a lot of, like, you know, little things, little snippets from interviews. And, um, 
I am I am going to go hard with that game if I'm still impressed with what I see in June. You guys know that whenever there was an explosion of Cyberpunk content, there was an explosion from Maddie content, and I'm sure many others. Uh, that's also half the battle, man. That that game is going to be s- s- saturated. Uh, as, as a creator, as Carrick and I know, when you're just a drop in the bucket talking yeah. about a game, it is infinitely harder to stand out. And I, I mean, I say this as a guy who I think I'm generally known to talk about rpgs more than anything um that you know i i will even fall into that group uh in with it's just being a, a drop in the bucket um i think the last time i talked about cyberpunk was about a month and a half ago two months ago now like it's it's been a while and, and the video did well but um you know there just to me hasn't been super significant news but um I, I gotta ask you something go for it here's what i believe we can we can take this to the bank. <clears throat> uh, here we go. I do not believe feedback was given about Assassin's Creed Odyssey enough to make them change the design. I believe that they looked at the DLC sales, saw that they were awesome, looked at how big Odyssey was, saw that it was did insanely well, and decided they are going to say it is smaller, more contained, and they are going to sell you the additional larger world when it is done through DLC. Interesting take. Because, dude, their sales, by the way, for their DLC is incredible. And they have done phenomenal. I'm not dissing on them. They have done phenomenal with their DLC. Ask Crazy Herb, because he's in yours and mine. Ask anybody who's played it. Almost everybody says the DLC for Odyssey has to be within top three. There's a re... Fate of Atlantis, it's called? Fate of Atlantis. Dude. Dude, I mean, dude, like, I, like, I'm not saying people are saying it's wi- as good as like whatever that one is for Witcher, but they talk about it in but the it same was. discussion. Yeah, when somebody talks about it in the same discussion, that means they thought of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, but my personal belief is that not enough people who bit would have bitched about that because it rated well and the average playtime is beyond belief. Um, I believe that they will sell it in a way that will simply be pretty much the same if not bigger um via the dlc and they will be able to sell you the dlc in a more subs like a more grab carrick let's say because i didn't get to return to it why why would i want why would carrick want to return or why would maddie want to return to valhalla if they didn't return to odyssey and i bet you they can figure that out i bet you they can go i know how to grab maddie we're going to do this or to grab carrick we're going to do this that's my firm belief that's just yeah, me. that's. I wouldn't say that's a a, a wrong claim to make. I, I I would actually be not surprised at all if they they took that route. We will see though. I'm excited for it regardless because, dude, I liked yeah. Odyssey. So people can yeah, screw dude. off. That game was yeah, awesome. That, that shit was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I liked it yeah. A lot. <laughs> all right. Next bit of news is the aftermath of Mortal Kombat 11 expansion. Character, would Yippity you like to take it away? Yeah, so this is, I just went with the the completely generic PlayStation blog. So it says, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath brings new story, RoboCop, by the way, and friendships. <laughs> Friendshipalities, I would assume, is what you call it. So it says, yeah. greetings, fellow fighters. Since the introduction of the story mode to Mortal Kombat, fans have made one thing clear. They're always eager for more. They're passionate about every character and want each to have their turn in the spotlight. That's why we at NetherRealm are so excited about Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. It will fulfill one of our fans' biggest requests, a continuation of the Mortal Kombat 11 story that features a great roster of characters. The new chapters and time-twisting narrative of Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath allowed us to give Nightwolf, 
Fujen, I think, if that's pronounced right, and Shiva, their most sizable roles in any Mortal Kombat game to date. We get to learn more about what drives those characters from Fujen's de- devotion to Earthrealm's mortals to Shiva's undying loyalty to her empress. The story also allows us to see these incredible fighters in action. Our cinematic team has dreamed up a whole host of pulse-pounding action sequences, which will utilize each character's signature abilities. Um, and it just goes on from there. Uh, more characters, more locations. Shang 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 Sun will be in there. Um, uh, one other benefit of a true. new, uh, yeah, an, one benefit of a new story. Our environment team got to build a bevy of new stages. Now he says bevy, which anybody who understands that means it, it basically means more than three. So I, I don't know what that means. Um, they do then later say, and then there's our fourth new stage, which I think fits. So three, plus, it's called the retrocade. The Retrocade is a love letter to the fans who've been with us since the earliest days of Mortal Kombat. Gleefully mashes old school game stages with the more modern presentation. So I personally think this is awesome. It's going to have new stage fatalities and all that and friendshipalities and Robocop with Peter Weller, the original Robocop doing the voice. Yes. And to a beef movie fan to me, that's fucking awesome. Uh, I will say this. I don't know if you know this, Matty. You probably do. But this was actually leaked by a 4chan leaker. Mm-hmm. And that 4chan leaker also in the exact same post leaked all the Batman data, all the Hitman 3 data, and all the Injustice 2 data. So now people are trying to see if those are going to match up. Because he leaked this uh... early and it was actually right. Everything he said, other than Ash from Evil Dead, he did state evil ash from evil dead would come up but then prior to this announcement stated that is delayed because of a contractual issue with uh bruce campbell who's the actor for 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 ash or or in some way that ip um i don't know if that's all true and somebody who's watching this can track it it's just what i you know when this was announced at the time it was bouncing back and forth but if that's true injustice 3 is data is there hitman 3's data is there and so is the new Batman, even even though the Arkham won't be used in the name. Um, hopefully all that's true, because he did seem to get this. Yeah. So, <clears throat> How much is the uh, expansion? Do we have a price? Oh, yeah, so it's $40, which I told oh. you prior to the podcast. So here's the thing. What I was told was it's much more expensive right now to get all, all the stuff, but if you wait for Aftermath and buy the main game in Aftermath, it's like a full $70 less. So people are mad about the pricing for current buyers. You know how it is, like if you and I buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then the DLC piecemeal, it's more expensive than, let's say, the definitive edition in a year. That Mm. situation is going on with this. And I do know I saw multiple people posting not happy, and somebody can post this in the the YouTube when they can break down the price, but they were not happy about the price. Um, Because, not because it was expensive, even though they're questioning how much story would be in there. Um, it was more along the lines of how it's packaged now, but who bought it feel a little ripped off, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the amount of story is definitely a valid concern. I think the other thing is yeah. if people have been keeping up with Mortal Kombat 11, I mean, how much DLC has come out for that game already and how expensive was that? And then they want you to spend another right. $40. Um, but Three or four character packs, right? Three or four character packs. Yeah, some, there's been yeah. there's been a decent amount of characters that come out, and I, I say this as someone who really liked MK11. Like, I know one of its its biggest complaints was the crypt, I believe, and and <sighs> people 
just did not like that. But I, I really had a good time with MK11. It was actually the only NetherRealm fighter I kept coming back to, kept playing, enjoyed online play. I felt it was one of their more balanced fighters. I'll go to that length too. Uh, it was just much, much better than most games that they have made from my perspective, uh, at least gameplay wise. And I just didn't like that fucking dude, the, the, the fucking in the crypt, the, uh, Oh, uh, the uh, casino machine or whatever yeah. like it, yeah. and they're like there's no loot yeah. boxes and you're like but there's a fucking there's a jukebox or a, yeah. what i can't slot machine there's a slot machine in there that was the only thing that bothered me no absolutely and that's totally valid i i i don't think anyone who didn't like that is is wrong it's just that i really i mean i i've went on for years on this show and in my reviews saying that i loved the first injustice but i dropped it pretty quick after like a month or two I loved Injustice 2. Dropped it pretty quick. I loved MK9. I didn't really like 10 that much, uh, but I, mm. I, I played a lot of 9, but dropped 10. Uh, NetherRealm had a very bad streak with me. I liked their games, but I played them like a casual. I beat the story. I hopped into the arcade a little bit. I messed around, around and then. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. That was really it. Um, and that stinks. Um, so I'm excited, probably more than most, that I saw more is coming to MK11. Um, I, I did like their story. I thought it was, you know, kind of with that, 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 as people like to say, Michael Bay explosive action fun kind of uh, story where you can just sit back and, and just let it come at you. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for more. $40 worth, we'll see. Um, it depends how many, like, friendships there are because I think that was uh, a, a highly requested addition. Three new characters coming with this. I think that's pretty, pretty, uh, well, actually, you know, there would have to be math done for that, right? Because there's definitely character packs with with groups of three. How much is that? And then you you kind of four stages. That off. How much is yeah. that? And then story. Yeah. How much is that? Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised if the story was like two hours. I'm just keeping people's expectations in check because yeah. I look at uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot's first piece of DLC. People were all hyped, like, "Oh yeah." Battle of the Gods, you know, we're going to get the story with Whis and Beerus, and it was 45 minutes long. So, uh, be cautious, people. It's great that they're addressing it, but the base game of Mortal Kombat 11 story was six hours. So, you're not getting more than that, and if you're paying $40, you're, you're probably getting, I'll say three hours tops. Getting three hours tops. So... Uh, I, I say that as someone who's excited, but uh, that's just my perspective. Carrick, anything you want to add on? No, I agree. I do believe what I would like to see from these companies in ju- well, mostly WB, most or sorry, mostly Nether Realms. Um, I'd like to see them get away from the cutscenes, the big uh, CGI, and go yeah. to strictly in game, and then make the stories longer um, via you know, voice acting and, and, and extending the stories. Cause I felt injustice's story was, I, I, I remember injustice two story being longer than mortal Kombat 11 by at least an hour or two. It I was. could be wrong. It was, I think about two uh, hours longer. Okay. So you've got that. And, and there was some switching to characters. You could choose different characters, all that. I right. really do believe that those guys have missed out on understanding that people happen to like their, they say that people like their story, but they don't really respect that people like their story. If they did, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be six fucking hours. Like, it would be continued narrative. And both games also had that thing where if you beat it with, in one mode, you get a mini ending. Like in Injustice, you get like a, I think it's like a picture and some scroll on the arcade, not the arcade mode, but there was a different mode that you could win. Um, I would like to see them 
I'd like to see them add more like tangible story to this DLC than just two hours. That's to me, that's pretty cheap, but not cheap. Just it's, it's exactly what we expect, which is terrible. I want to be <laughs> surprised. Right. Yeah. I hope the rumors of an injustice three are true though. Uh, I wonder when they're going to get, uh, I wonder when they're going to get a little bored of this altering back and forth between franchises. Cause it's just kind of become a predictable pattern. Um, I thought for sure after Mortal Kombat 11, that seemed to be like, all right, this is like our big one. Um, it felt that way to me. Um, that I thought they would switch it up after this, but I feel like Injustice is just too valuable of an IP for them to to leave. And, and it's got to be fun going from like the most brutal fighter on the market to DC. Superheroes. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's mixing in their, they still get away with mixing in some of their Mortal Kombat characters anyway. So, you know. They still throw some in. I will say, I feel that uh, Injustice's character packs were 10 times better than uh, than I just don't like Mortal Kombat 11's. It, Robo- Robocop is the first one to get me excited. They did uh, Carl Weathers and the Predator, and it was fucking terrible. It was like, and I'm a Predator fan, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it just wasn't. No, that was, sorry, that was being able, that was a skin for them. They did, uh, was it Jason, or was that the other one? They oh, see, that's did, the problem. Um... Oh Who'd they do God. for Mortal no, Kombat not, 11? I'm going to look it up. While you were talking, I was, I, I was getting ready to like correct you, and Mortal then I lost it right when you started talking. 11 <laughs> DLC characters. Yeah, let me read these out, because I have not been happy at all. Okay, so am I right? This says Spawn? Yes, that's who I was thinking of. That's Joker. One. Joker, mm-hmm. which just didn't fit. Um, they did. It like does that, look like though. they... Really? In in Mortal Kombat 11? I just 11, like that like... finally we got to see in-game like an M-rated Joker. Like like he could blow people up, make them bleed, have like a messed up fatality. I was happy to finally see that side of it. We saw it in cinema. We saw it with, with the Joker movie. But I was really thrilled to, to see in a game a Joker that you know could do something really fucked up. And, and you could see the effects of it, right? It's always like off-screen shit. So I was, that's why I liked it. Um, um, I know actor-wise there was a problem. Shang Tsung, Night, these are the ones in it. Shang Tsung, Nightwolf, Terminator, Sindel, Joker, Spawn. Terminator. And Terminator, like, I'm a Terminator fan. I can't tell you how little I give a shit about Terminator being in Mortal Kombat 11. And I don't know why. I'm not That's saying strange. it. Wow. I, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know why. But the idea of, maybe it's because we see Terminator in everything, maybe. Like, there's Terminator <laughs> skins and in? gears. Yeah, oh, dude, Gears uh, oh, yeah, Gears like has Gears. a shit ton of... You've got, like, Sarah Connor. You've got um, multiple Terminators in that one. If I think you have the, you know, the even the Liquid one, I think. So, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think Aftermath could be a fun DLC. I, I hope... I hope... I just hope that they respect it and give it some oomph. You know, yeah. that would be nice. To me, that DLC character list, that didn't sound bad. That, that was kind of intriguing. Really? And if they... Yeah, I like Shang Tsung, admittedly. Yeah. I do like yeah. him. And I'm not even like a fan of those like like big characters of those those movies like Spawn, um, Terminator. Mm. Like, you know, yeah. I, I watched I watched Terminator when I was younger, but like it's you know but the the get to the chopper, that that's the only thing that really stuck with me, right? Like, like No, that was, was Predator, that was, bro. That wasn't even wait, the right What? One. Predator get No when he says, way. Yeah, when he says get to the chopper, his friend just got killed and he yells at the um, Spanish actress named oh, uh, Ma- 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 Malia something, but he's like, get to the <laughs> chopper. Yeah, wrong movie. See, oh, that's the thing right there. There you go. <laughs> now, right now, right now, people on YouTube are like, 
banning or banging, uh, unsubscribing yeah. from yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just banging away on the keyboard. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, then that goes to show I'll that be I had back no idea as a kid when I was watching. Terminator. I'll be back as Terminator. That's mm, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Two, two and he lines says that by the way. Crossed. Yeah. In in the game, he's like, "I'll be back." Okay. Whatever. That, that I don't know. Been it. I, I fuck if <laughs> I know, man. Fuck if I know. I I know we have a, a patron and a friend of mine, Adam, who does like you know a movie Adam AC. on his podcast, uh, uh, yeah. the, uh, like the grocer or whatever. Um, yeah. He yeah he uh <laughs> oh yeah he's probably rolling in his chair right now like oh like, Jesus like no no no. It's like how dare yeah. you? He's gonna send you a template that says like what movie the one like I was here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum and he'll write that down. He'll just go yeah. down. Yeah, all all famous movie quotes designed in a template. <laughs> now that's one oh, I would man. pay. I would pay literally twenty bucks for a Roddy Rowdy Piper They Live skin. I would pay twenty dollars right now if they did that. He's passed away, <laughs> and I think that's why they don't. But right. Okay. Well, what do you th- to, pre- to prevent further embarrassment, let's uh, not talk about Terminator. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, what do you uh, want for stages? But I, I don't know Mortal Kombat enough, 11 enough. I don't remember the stages enough to really mm. speak about it. So I don't really know myself. I guess I could talk gameplay-wise about what I'd want because sometimes I feel, um, you know, I, I feel like, when and this is gonna sound really off topic, but I'll get back to it in a sec. When Bethesda bought Fallout and they started making Fallout and Elder Elder Scrolls, people used to say like Fallout was Elder Scrolls with guns. But I'm very surprised that people don't have those complaints for when it comes to what happens with Mortal Kombat and Injustice because the stage interaction. I feel that was really cool to add in. I believe it was Injustice One was where they first. Mm-hmm. started allowing you to like grab stuff in the backdrop. I want them to coat the stage with that and and make it a, a little more like dynamic smooth. almost. Yes, because Oh, smooth. I see what you're saying. Well, I would love it if combos could chain into these mm-hmm. these these environmental interactions. I would love if they evolved what the stages could do and were not just a backdrop. I think that was one of the best parts of uh, what NetherRealm does with their fighters is it's not just like art back there. It's like things are happening and you can, and depending on what round you're in in the fight, the background will change and can change what you can do yeah. during the fight. But uh, like little things, uh, I remember in, in, in Justice 1, you jump up and there's an interactable that can swing you to one side of the stage. I would love if you could you could jump cancel that swing and land a little bit shorter from where the game wants you to. Little things like that to kind of control the fight, make it a little more dynamic. And I know this is me as someone who's not like a, a pro fighter making these kinds right. of requests because for some people, they'll say like there's balance in making things, specific things happen, not having too many um, interactables. I, I get that. Uh, but for me, I would love to see them evolve gameplay-wise what a stage could do i think and they definitely try right like the the stage fatalities that's a big part of it um the stage interactions i would love to see more of that certain things can happen if like different weather patterns occur like if it's raining on one stage does do those people that you could grab from the backdrop and throw at the player they're not there because it's raining now like something like that i would i would like to see them start changing how stages feel even if it's in exchange for less stages um but yeah, when it comes to 
the lore of Mass, uh, Mass Effect, I almost said Mortal Kombat. Um, I couldn't tell you, like, what I hope to see. Just gameplay-wise, what I hope changes. How about you? I, I, I mean, I would, like, I'm completely, nobody's going to be happy with this, but um, I don't really like in Street Fighter or in Injustice or in uh, NetherRealm's games of any kind, as well as most fighters, when you jump down and you kick, if there's something like, let's say, in the level that maybe you could push to the right, if you jump down and kick, it'll still slide to the right. Like, and it looks like physics aren't, aren't right, you know? Like you'll hit down and whatever you hit goes anyway instead of hitting it perfectly sideways. There's a lot of stuff that happens in Injustice that I feel animation-wise shows that they're behind, they're behind everybody by like a decade. And I don't yeah. mind their animations, but they are old and creaky. The forward flip is so canned and everybody looks mm. the same in all of those moves. Everybody looks the same, which is really weird because you don't necessarily have to make them look the same. They just need to land in the same if, if you're trying to balance it. I would love to just see them. I, that's why I lit in when you said smooth because it dawned on me injustice while I liked it. When you grab like the alligator in the swamp level, it just looks janky because you like grab him and there's like a pause and then you're like, yeah, and it just it, yeah. nothing. The, the so, frame data is a little too obvious. There. there, Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. So I agree. I would like smoothness there on on interact, you know, interacting with the um, stages. And I think the smart thing of like weather and suddenly characters not being there. I personally think I've wanted that for years mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sure there's some said there's something there where they're like well we don't want to do that for like professional whatever but there's already professional modes anyway so it's like great whatever allow me to do it when i'm playing it and then if i do the professional mode and you don't want to give me some kind of strange bonus as a normal player i'm not aware of then allow you know don't allow people there in the professional mode at all or something like that um but I, I I love the idea of a variable background. I think that'd be fun. Even if it was one, dude, if they were just like, we're testing, we're calling it living background, you know, Mortal Kombat, they love to name their shit. That'd be yeah. awesome, right? If they were like living, this is our first living background. And you were like, whoa, what's that mean? And they're like, there's 15 variables and each fight, four variables are chosen and boom. And so it can change. Yeah. Because that's I, what I, we got in infinite universes. Sorry. But we no, it, it lit on fire and stuff, and you had all this crazy stuff, and I love that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I would like if you're, for example, uh, let's say you're you're on a stage, and there's a, a door uh, with, like, a big brick wall around it, and, and, like, it's interactable, and you throw the character into that wall once. I would love if you broke down that door, and all of a sudden the camera kind of rotates real quickly, and there's a whole new yeah. stage connected. And I'm not talking about what injustice one and two did where if you you know hold back and press a or x and you, you fly across the stage yeah you fly there's a cutscene for me cool at first breaks up the flow big time later in the game yeah, when you're playing right. for your like even your 10th hour um i would love a quicker transition it doesn't have to be yeah. at the end of the stage it doesn't have to be so drastically set up it doesn't have to eviscerate your health bar just knock them through the doorway and all of a sudden the fight just pivots it just mm-hmm. it, it suddenly it's a, a separate stage that type of stuff would be cool instead of uh and and Tekken 7 which is one of my favorite fighting games uh where you can go down floors in some of the stages when you slam someone on the ground have it so it's like they hit the ground and right through like you both go right through you land up you go there's not this 
cutscene that has to play. For me, half the issue with the, the fighting games is they do these stage transitions, but they either get too cute with them or, or they, they feel too janky or they break the flow of the fight. If fights started to feel more dynamic, I mean, obviously within the player's knowledge, you know, you'd start to learn the spots and it would become a fighting game. But little things like that, I think, would really, yeah. really help improve them because – you know, always people talk about pro modes, but I'm like, I my goal would be to make things that you couldn't imagine a fighting game without. Like, wow, it, you know, it, that felt like a real battle. I grabbed that guy by the head, flipped him over my fucking, my hip. We broke right through the floor, immediately cleaned ourselves off. Like, there was no, you know, drastic fall of us hitting 80 pipes on the way down. We just, boom, right through, fight picked back up, new stage. Yeah. You know, like, part of your game plan could be getting someone to that lower level or through that doorway. That, that's what, you know, I'm not a director or, or, or a game designer by any stretch, but I would want to create the thing that you couldn't imagine competitive play without. That would bring, like, a new element to the whole the whole genre. That's what I would aim for, at least. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's talk about The Last of Us Part Two, my friend. It has recently mm-hmm. gone gold, as confirmed by a YouTube video from Neil Druckmann. Uh, it was not met with positive comments, but we did feel this was a good time to just revisit The Last of Us Part Two, not recap the whole situation. Um, we know that's also an incredibly hot topic on YouTube. I'm sure everyone's pretty familiar with the leaks and everything. Um, so we're just going to talk about the game's gold. Uh, it's done. Nothing's changing. Uh, so where do we stand on excitement levels, if you will? Where do we stand on anticipation uh, do we plan on playing it? Uh, all of that. I pass it off to you, my friend. How do you feel? Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. Um, I'm about. I my excitement didn't change. You know, story for the story spoilers or anything like that. I'm not like I. I have to play it, see how everything lines up. Um, mm-hmm. so to me, it'll just be like I'll play it, and that's when I'll decide. But I wasn't a huge. I wasn't. I. I and I think it's a big favorite of yours. I. I was definitely not as hot about the original. So to me, um. If you like look at Uncharted, let's say I'm trying to think like not God of War. I guess there's only two Uncharted in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'd be more you know excited if it was an Uncharted five or something. So really, okay, yeah. Um, to me, it's it is what it is. I don't really care about all the other stuff people are freaking out about. Like I want to see it and play it and be able to say what I think of the game when it's in my hands versus what I think of like some stuff that i haven't experienced myself i guess so i'm more interested i want to touch it and play it to decide what i think of it um but i'm not really super excited about it like i would say six on a scale of one to ten excitement wise yeah um i you know it's funny they released a story trailer and oh i forgot yeah i haven't seen it yeah if i didn't i'm not one of those people who uh, how do i word this I want to play the game and see what it does. But if I didn't know any better and I just saw that trailer alone, I would have been pretty dang excited about The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Uh that that was cool. because to me it it captured maybe not the element that The Last of Us One caught you know, which was like there was this journey you know, there was a goal, something was going on here. This seems like more of a human story. And there is a reason why I stopped watching The Walking Dead, even though I, I heard recently it got better. But, um, you know, the, the, to me, it just remind me of that I don't care as much for the human post-apocalyptic stories at all. 
Uh, but gameplay wise, it looks intense. It looks like uh, exactly what you'd expect from The Last of Us. I, I know story wise, people are very down on the game and they're allowed to have their opinion. But I think we can talk fairly about the gameplay and say like it does look fun to play. It does look very intense, uh, which is one of the things I liked most about The Last of Us 1. Um, so I'm curious to see how that all plays out. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm patiently waiting now. Um, not with large anticipation. Um, I just, you know, I think everyone's got to have their guard up with this game because of the, the fan reception was, was very loud, very vocal. It was definitely not a minority, but I sit on the camp that, you know what? I want to just, as you said, see how moments play out. See, yeah. see what they do around the the big punchlines, uh, and then I'll decide. But uh, for now, we'll see. I plan on playing it. <laughs> don't don't think I'll be getting a review copy, but hey, we'll see. I probably won't either. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's Sony, which is just all over the place um, with that kind of yeah. stuff. And I, I think Sony looks at certain people for certain games, right? Um, so. I think they might go to... I could certainly see Sony possibly going more towards a particular you know, group for this kind of review or whatever. But I could also see them just being like, screw it, whatever. The thing I will say, though, is that there's such a contentious thing between the creators now and fans. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of the creators even saying, okay, you know, we get you, blah, blah, blah. They did that once or twice. And then I can't remember what's his name. Druckmann, I think, said something mm-hmm. more like, you know, screw you. We don't want you to play our game if you dislike this or that. And it's like some of the people I saw were certainly the group that he had described, but then others I saw weren't that group. And I was like, that was sort of a dumb thing to say. You know, well, it's like it, so, don't... sometimes don't you wish they would just say nothing? I just yeah, wish well, sometimes yeah, they would it, say it nothing. It reminds me of, uh, and I don't know exactly what Neil said, so I don't know if it's comparable, but it reminds me of what kind of happened with, I want to say it was Battlefield 1 wasn't it or ea said something during one of their battlefields marketing campaigns mm-hmm. like we don't want you to play the game if i forgot what it was oh it's probably the lady who had the missing arm and people were like confused on she was like an android but then people were saying well women were in the war and it was it, 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 that it, EA said something that they probably said something if you're a if you're a sexist you shouldn't play our game i mean i don't think i don't know if that's what they said but i could certainly yeah, see I, I don't that know, being i don't know if they're comparable, the hot topic but yeah i don't know if they're comparable it just if it impacts the sales it, it reminds me ea said something that i, I could have sworn was, hurt, hurt numbers but I, I could be incorrect we shall see we shall see anything you want to add on to the last of us part two not much to say no it's fun to, it's fun to be bored of it or not bored but not be as uh emotionally connected as everybody else to it it's sort of fun because yeah. i can step away and go wow like on all sides just be like damn son you know it's almost mm-hmm. like if you have a friend who likes sports and you don't like the sport <laughs> like you like hockey so you'd be that friend maybe but like you have that friend who likes nba or whatever and you can't grasp mm-hmm. and you're just watching you're, you're watching it you don't hate it but you're like damn these guys are fucking <laughs> crazy you know yeah yeah that's a, great, that's a great comparison okay ladies and gentlemen it's time for the patron questions let's see uh as always i don't check and and see what you guys submit so we're, we're gonna figure out if we even have questions this week if we don't this will be a sad short conclusion but allow me to pull open the app and we 
Will, as I stall, find. It has out. Mick has to have. I, I don't think Mick is going to let us down. Uh, just, all I, right. So <laughs> since May 3rd, we have 17 new messages. There we go. It appears that we have a busy week ahead of us. All right. We're going to begin with Holzer19. What is your favorite traditional and non-traditional sports game? Mine is NHL 11 and Rocket League. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay. So for me, favorite traditional sports game is going to be NHL or uh, uh, FIFA 13. I played that a on with my friends in high school i have incredibly fond memories of us grinding pro clubs literally every day and like talking about during school coming up with like plans on the pitch and just and bringing them back to the game it was it was awesome uh so definitely that's my favorite i don't think we'll ever be able to replicate that uh when it comes to non-traditional mlb slugfest 2004 i just loved fucking beating the shit out of people on the baseline turning on fire because someone beamed me too many times uh, <laughs> like when, when the when the game didn't know a, a real life major league player instead of using voice lines to say like you know uh, now here comes the bat like alfonso soriano like if they didn't if they felt the person was a no name the announcer would say now up to bat somebody and i was like that's fucking incredible <laughs> and they, they're like yeah you're a no name and we're just gonna embrace that uh but yeah those are my two picks Mine would be, for non-traditional, would be Blood Bowl, for sure, because I love football with, like, orcs and fucking elves and dwarves. I think that's awesome. And the last one that came out was pretty good. And then official, I mean, I guess we could call Fight Night 3 and 2 official. Those are the old boxing games for, like, the Xbox 360. So, because there hasn't been one in a long time. But I would say definitely the Fight Night, probably Fight Night 3. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Cover Paint writes in saying, favorite memory of video gaming with a family member. For me, it's playing the Assassin's Creed series up to brotherhood with my Alzheimer's sick grandmother by my side. She didn't follow the story or anything, but she was really happy seeing the character jump and climb. She was also so shocked when I had jumped from a tower to a haystack. She said, she used to say, I don't understand why he jumps from so high up. Isn't he afraid of dying? (laughs) Sorry for the long post-ass question. Nothing to to be apologetic about. That's actually awesome that you shared that with us. Yeah, that's very cool. Do you have a favorite memory of gaming with a family member? Yeah, my brother had just come out of the military and I was asleep on the couch and he bought me uh he brought he bought me Strider for the Genesis, um, which was not crunchingly hard at the time. But he <laughs> he bought it for me and it was like three AM and I was asleep and he woke me up because he had just got back from being in the military. And we played that for like the next like, you know, week or so together. Nice. <sighs> I, I have a lot of great ones. Um, favorite game in memory with, memory with a family member. Um, I'm going to say, oh, man. I think of there was a two-hour delay because there was ice on the road. That means that, uh, for those who don't know, my, my school, instead of, like, canceling school, they, they pushed back the start of the classes two hours. So we had a two-hour delay. I was in second grade. We just got Halo Combat Evolved uh, about a couple of weeks. Actually, no, second grade. Many weeks ago. And uh, normally, I even I think I said this even on stream yesterday. I did. We were playing Battlefront, just discussing um, the Xbox gameplay reveal event. I was saying how it was like 11 a.m. And I was like, you know, I never game at this time of the day, even like to this to this point i just never do i never did 
Uh, but I remember with the two-hour delay, we were up, we were ready for school, and then they pushed it back. And uh, my mom was like, oh, you know, did you do all your homework? I was like, yeah, of course. And uh, she let me and my brother go downstairs with our neighbors, and we all just played Halo for like a couple hours before school. And it was really cool. Um, I don't know if that's actually my favorite, but that's definitely one of my favorites. I have little ones like my cousin got Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, and he played it on my PS2 on Christmas, and and we kind of grinded that out together. That was extremely fun. Um, but yeah, man, there's, there's so many to pick from, but those were, those are two that come to mind. All right. We've got a few questions from vault 101 guy. Number one, do you think that PlayStation is behind the curve on Xbox series X or do you think they are relying on their brand recognition to sell the console? Also, we're going to tie this in cause it's a PlayStation centric question. Maybe a stupid question, but do you think Spider-Man two will be exclusively on PS five? Uh, the answer to that is yes. Yes. 100%. So uh, we'll go back to your first question. Do you think PS5 is behind the curve, or do you think they are relying on brand rec- recognition or neither? Is there more to this, Carrick? I think he means – I'm sure he does. I don't think he means tech. I think he means behind the curve of, like, just, you know, PR, right? Yeah, the second yeah, part talking, of that question, showing like- stuff off. I would say this event didn't help Microsoft, but I would say that so far, probably because I see a lot of people who like Sony still, you know, because of Game Pass, definitely. I hear a lot of like people going like, man, I don't know. And I think micro, I think I would say yes, just because also Sony is trying to change the discussion that they have always pushed, which is power of the system. Now they're trying to say that doesn't matter and the hard drive matters. And I think that a lot of people, including myself, find that a little weird Um, and maybe comes off as like, it's almost like when Microsoft would say, you know, they'd make something up and be like, it's actually about home entertainment, which we all knew was pulling, you know, like was bullshit. So I would say, yeah, but dude, man, Sony uh, is, how do you beat Sony in like Japan? Right? Like how? It's impossible. It's it's legitimately impossible. Unless Nintendo... Unless Nintendo had a system as powerful as whatever and was releasing right now, there's just, they can rest. I think they're doing both. My answer would be both, technically. Hmm. That's the only way I could answer that question. Yeah, I think they're quiet because there was a lot of confusion. Um, But I am anticipating what they show off. I think that uh, game-wise, I care about PlayStation more than Xbox right now. Um just because they currently do hold the cards for a lot of exciting series over the last generation. Uh, and I do want to see a lot of those continued and I expect they will continue. Um, and that's not to say when it comes to obsidian or, or fable Four, I'm not excited or halo, but those are three versus uh, like six that Sony has access to right now. So uh, very excited to see what they have uh, up their sleeve. Last question from vault one Oh one. Guy says, with VR technology on the up and up, do you think later down the road we'll see a major implementation of AR tech? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think VR and AR are going to separate, stay separate. I think at some point, at some point you'll see a merge because somebody will come up with a screen that they use electricity and they block it completely black for VR and then they turn it to like my sunglasses for AR. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the problem with AR, though, is like, 
can go out and you've got whatever, you know, whatever on your face, Google glasses or whatever. It's like after, I, I mean, VR, you know, you're putting on a headset to play games. AR is just a pair of glasses. I'm not really interested. I don't know enough about AR to really answer that, I guess. Yeah. It's sort of I, out and you know, weird. I think with any type of virtual reality, augmented reality, um, I don't know if it'll ever become like a major implementation of anything because there are still people who know and understand the technology, but it does not have to be everywhere. Like a lot of people go, is the next big step in gaming putting VR right. and everything? And I'm like, well, people still get motion sick. People still don't want the absolutely that way. And that's just it's preference. It's not technology. Maybe you'll see more. I think it'll just be another uh, a compliment. It's to a the platform. It's yeah, a platform exactly. in and of itself. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Yeah. So I think that whole reality space is just going to stay separate. Not because people aren't embracing it. More people, I think, are embracing it now than ever because we're getting legit vr games i just think it's uh, i just think it's a matter it's of... motorcycle and a car to me they both yep. are a means of transport well but they're yep. you know they're just they're different platforms man <laughs> and you've got one and i've got one and we both wouldn't like mm-hmm. i wouldn't want the next god of war on vr by the way at no. all no. like there's some things that i just know i do not want that at all yeah they did say that uh vader vader immortals coming to psvr so that's a pretty sweet get for uh, yeah. owners of that platform just uh, yeah. in case you guys are out there definitely look into that great games uh holzer writes in again and uh he's got some reactions from some of the uh from some of the people on our discord he says with the latest update modern warfare is up to 200 gigabytes i'm sorry but what the fuck what could have possibly what could possibly be the reason for a game <sighs> like this having such a gargantuan size to which dow says what the hell and nfl dude said it's crazy 200 gigs carrick Thoughts, feelings, you you don't look like you give a fuck. I could care less. I think it's really weird for us to be like, we want better textures, better sound, blah, blah, blah. And then people be like, man, it's too big. They, they've already clarified it multiple times. There's not much more to say. It's pro- I'm sure some of it's unoptimization. But um, so when you load a level, you have to put the assets down. And they want a level to load in a specific time. So maybe they have dual assets somewhere so that the hard drive spindle doesn't have to move from the end to the beginning. Uh, Mm -hmm. It can get a tree from four different places. So could be that. Um, But I would say, I mean, I I understand what people are worried about because somebody brought that up. They're like, well, let's say you cut that in half even to 175. That's only a couple games on the new PS5's hard drive. Yes, you are right. That is exactly what it means. You are, that is exactly what it means. We're screwed. You are screwed. I mean, games are huge, dude. And, you you know, good audio for those guns, for instance, that takes space. Um, It's dumb, but it's just the way they built their engine. There's a reason why all games aren't that big. You said it yourself. Uh, There was a game that we were surprised was small. Oh, no, maybe it was, I'm sorry, it wasn't you. Um, Somebody in my Discord had said that a, a certain game was pretty, looked sizable, but it was pretty small. Um, I can't remember what it was, but that's just the way it is. Each game is built a certain way to load a certain speed. I always talk about Skyrim. That's always my go-to example. When it came out on the 360, I installed it, and it was like, I think like nine gigabytes tops after all the DLC and stuff. Like It was just incredibly small for what is still a very definitive game to this date. It sucks, but we're screwed. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. I'm just saying it sucks, but we're screwed. Uh, like yeah, it's yeah. like it's get, I, I don't know anything to say. Like that's the way it, it, it be prepared because <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. no clue. I know of one game that's coming out that may be 325 gigs. 
that is yeah i mean it's current size right now in beta testing mm-hmm. yeah dude these these games are going <laughs> to get very big they're it's, massive it's, it's crazy it's, it's crazy knucklehead writes in says two questions for carrick this time so this is all you my friend <clears throat> number one have you considered trying have you considered slash try getting uh gb back on the international podcast after red dead 2 launched i noticed he wasn't there anymore and thought he was just taking a break because of how heavily rockstar centric his channel seems to be granted i don't watch any videos on his personal channel and go only go to acg for the numerous podcasts so apologies if this has been discussed somewhere uh at some point number two carrick what's under the beanie the world may never know all jokes aside hope you guys are doing good amidst all the craziness keep up the great content thank you knucklehead Carrick, do you have any answers for either of these? (laughs) Sure. Two, hair. And number one, um, we've talked about it a hundred times. GB can definitely come back on. um, And we'd probably make room for him to be like fully on. But he he did something that exactly what Maddie did. He looked at uh, his channel and was like, I need to make a change. And his change was that he was coming on the podcast. And we, we have talked about this, but I have no problem. He was coming on the podcast and he didn't have a lot to say. And because he's rock star, like he is rock star. Like that's, it was like when you were Bethesda and of course you were always a little bit else, but he isn't, he's like, that's him. So when, for example, when you and I were talking about mafia, he was interested in those kind of games. Like he thought maybe that would work for him. And he tried a couple games and they just didn't work. And he just, he, he felt, I wouldn't say the word uncomfortable, but he felt like every time I would say, what do you think about this indie or whatever? He just didn't, he didn't know. He was like that or he like bring it back to Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, um, but yeah, he can come back anytime. It's, he's awesome. Like I still belong in his discord and I think he's still in mine. It's just one of those things where you and I talked about this prior to the podcast where like your interests uh, connect to who you talk to. And if those yeah. interests adjust, you have to look and go like, you know, what do I do? How do I put, how do I make it make sense for my channel and stuff? Mm-hmm. And it does, it didn't for him, which was too bad. Cause I, I liked him even when he didn't have anything to say, I didn't care. I, I thought it was fun. <laughs> Question from natural calamity. Number one, do you think Assassin's Creed is losing its identity starting with the change in gameplay with origins? Or do you think it, this is a breath of fresh air for the series? I think it's breath of fresh air, but I know I'm, yeah, I'm like in that small camp on that. I I just think that I didn't care about Assassin's Creed until they started doing this every other year and um, making me miss it, but also taking it a lot more seriously. I think they were really hurting the brand after a while. So I think that the changes have helped it, but I understand people are always going to want to not leave the comfort zone of what Assassin's Creed was for a while. And I don't know about you. But I was hearing a lot of people, I am not one of these people, by the way, who was tired of the continual Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, oh, it needs to, you know, blah, blah, blah. It needs to it needs to hold off. And I've told you this before. If I love something, including Odyssey, if it's 140 hours to me, I'm like, fuck, yeah. If it's 150 hours, I'm like, hell, it just keeps getting better to me. That's right. awesome. Like, I don't have a end point. So... I don't think it's losing its identity because I firmly believe it had already had so many weird stories and weird things that it sort of its identity was doing something different each time. Dude, just look Mm -hmm. back. 
It was like Assassin's Creed already had houses. Like this is something I was mad that Valhalla pretended that they were going to have like a settlement and it's never happened before. Bullshit. It has happened before. Like they're blowing it. They're making it a little bigger, which is great. But I'm, I'm with you. I don't. I get what people meant, and I think the one thing, Maddie, you might be hearing, and I definitely hear as a real complaint, is that, well, you can't one-shot everyone like you could in the um, in the original, in most of the Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. I do, I am not bothered by that, but I absolutely think there's nothing wrong with that complaint. That makes, that's, makes sense. Like, that's valid. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've always viewed the series as what point in history will a hidden blade be on my wrist in? You know, like that's how yeah, I, it's always that's been just like the world, the right? Yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. been about the setting. I, I there have been Assassin's Creed stories I have cared about, but they are few and far between. And I hate to sound like a rinse and repeater here, but the one I remember most is is Assassin's Creed Two. Like a lot of people, uh, and this yeah. is before it was even a fad. I, I'll I'll always tell people the story because number one, it shows that. Uh, you know, I was a brat at some points in my life, believe it or not. Uh, I remember my mom got me Assassin's Creed 2 for Christmas. And like I said, you know, I was I, I apologize to her to this day about it because I was, you know, even though she knows I was a dumb kid. And I was just like, man, like, I, was, I remember saying to her, like, I didn't put this on my list. And she's like, well, I thought you'd like it. And uh, she was fucking right. I fucking love that game. So uh, mom knows best. But um, yeah, that was before all the hype. Like I just picked I got it from my mom and it was it was an amazing game and and even that night i apologized to her a couple of times because i felt i would like say I was... brotherhood was mine yeah it was like, that was the like same the one that... yeah it sort of yeah. did what you where i was like i was into i knew what they were and i played them but I, like it just whatever and then it was the one where mm-hmm. like you said where you get done or you are playing it you're like fuck i like this you know yeah. like i get it question two from natural calamity why do you think xbox is making us wait till july to see more I think it's a nature of the world the, due to what's happening around us rather oh i think it's that's, probably yeah. part of the reason that it's on hold i think they're also very well aware that they they had this plan of may we're doing a show playstation will do it at some point in july let them have their time and breathe do not try to overlap we are able to overlap now because e3 does not exist yeah let them have their moment they might even consider Cyberpunk part of their moment in June because Xbox and CD Projekt Red are in bed. But, um, yeah, I think they're waiting because they know they will be in the clear at that point. That Sony, they probably imagine Sony could not am- announce anything significant during Microsoft's big month. And they may even have something, I don't know if it's a game announcement or anything, but some type of technology or 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 part of the drip feed of news that they've been giving us for, for the next generation of consoles. Like, imagine if, xbox announced it or i'm sorry playstation does their conference and a week later xbox is like here's the controller for the series x you know here here's like a full breakdown of what it does i don't know if they've done that already you could correct me on that but no you actually bring up a good like that you you bring up a good point too that microsoft has should have or could have shown uh the input latency issue the frame rate uh sync stuff technology they have which by the way Sony has not actually indicated they do have. So there is, and every time anybody asks Microsoft in the past, if you ask Microsoft about Xbox One versus PS4, they'd always have some FUD. And okay. this time, every time they're asked, they're like, we are incredibly happy with the results of what, or, there's something about the way they're talking 
that indicates to me that at least technically wise, which has been the issues in the past or one of the issues, technically wise, they feel incredibly happy. So I think that you're right. They're just waiting. They're like, mm -hmm. you'll announce something. We'll announce something, you know, and they've got yeah. Game Pass, which dude, game, dude, did you see? Well, we did. We talked about it. Their numbers for Game Pass are insane. It doesn't even it. They're insane. So I think Microsoft is sitting on Game Pass and like. Make a big announcement for Game Pass. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, in June, just do yeah. that. And, and yeah, it's they have a lot of means to make up ground quickly for a consumer and keep themselves in the loop while PlayStation does their thing. It will not be as big, of course, as a console reveal event. Don't get me wrong, but it will be enough for them to not look like they're trying to compensate for something PlayStation did. And mind you, that they have now put themselves in a position of great defense where Sony can go first and then Microsoft can follow up, can read what they did yeah. and follow up and maybe, you know, like I guarantee the whole used game video that Sony did that got like millions and millions and millions of views was not a part of their game plan. They saw that how was... <laughs> yeah. Xbox did yeah. their thing and, and, and messed up and they capitalized and that absolutely drove home sales for a lot of people. Um, yeah which is, is hilariously petty, but <laughs> I get it. It's, um, and you and I both have admitted it's that way anyway. Yeah. Dude, PS4 yeah. and Xbox use that DRM for a lot of games right now. So, Yeah. Next <clears throat> question comes from Johnny EC. People say the animations looked rough in the Vampire Bloodlines trailer that debuted yesterday. Since I'm now not well-versed in game design... Is it possible that animations used in trailers can reflect reflect the quality of animations in-game? A developer diary from March stated that they were doing mocap for facial and dialogue animations. So is it possible that the end product will turn out different? Now, it sounds like he's talking about, when it comes to the animations, We I don't think we saw conversations happening in that new trailer. I believe we only saw action and, and arms moving and stuff, which I, I didn't... From what I remember, the, it didn't I, look that choppy. I think he's thinking about possibly the dancing and the faces that were shown by the guy dancing by the mm -hmm. Christmas tree. Because it, I, I will admit, it looked rough as fuck. So, and I'm, I'm a really huge, hmm. yeah. So here's the thing, Maddie. The easiest way to get it would be like, and somebody compared it to Last of Us, which I think isn't really fair because Bloodlines is like one tenth of a tenth of the team. But if you grab a character, <laughs> sorry, yeah, that, yeah, resources, I guess, is what I should say. If you yeah. grab the, if you grab that trailer and download it and open up and look at one of the faces and pause it and then grab Last of Us and look at mm -hmm. one of the, it looks two gens behind. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, I think they failed pretty big in that trailer, and what they should have shown was just some combat. Yeah, just like you know, okay, the. The character running around because mocapping is a big deal and they have a ton of data to add to faces and stuff like that. So it can change. But yeah, um, when it comes to mocap, if if based off what he says is true, they said the developer diary from March stated they were doing it for facial and dialogue animations. We didn't see that in action from what I recall. Yeah. Uh, so I think that could be where their resources have been focused. Um, and we see this if you look. Because uh, I can't explain to you, like, the breakdown of the technology, Johnny. But if you look at, say, Greedfall and how slick the dodge animation for that game is compared to some of the other um, things that you do in the game, like when you're shooting spells out of your hands, you're sort right. of standing still going like, meh, 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 meh. You're kind of just, you know, vomiting out spells. 
And then, like, you see the animation where you finish it off. They jump. They twirl. Like, you see a little more detail there. You can see in those types of games where they put more money and resources into certain parts of the animation process. So um, it is possible. It it is actually very much going to look different when you get your hands on the end product. Um, It will look better. But uh, if it doesn't look that great now, it doesn't have a date yet, so they they may be holding back, and so uh, yeah, that's what I feel is I think we're, yeah. I think it'll be delayed myself, but I think I think it'll be a 2021 game for sure. Yeah, um, just because it seems like a special project, it's like they want to, you know, just get it right. Yeah, right, right. And so, uh, and, and rightfully so, I I need to get on the first one and and just really wrap up a playthrough there. The game is so good. I know, man. That's why a lot of people are asking me to cover it, and I, I've been telling people I just don't feel comfortable giving like this uninformed opinion. Yeah, on, right. Yeah, you know, like I can't talk about the sequel in this situation and be like, "Oh, this is good," because I can't reference like what was in the first game. That you know, just people could easily blow holes in my speculation because they'd be like, "Well, actually, if you do this umpteenth playthrough, uh, you'll see that in this choice here, you can." <laughs> do this in the first game so they're actually just repeating something yeah like i just you know i'd love to avoid that uh so i have to just get on playing the first one all right next question comes from ben jam if you were on the show survivor on cbs oh my all right this is an interesting one how long do you think you would last do you think you have the stamina endurance as well as charisma and uh, persuasiveness to make it to the very end Dude, I haven't watched fucking Survivor in so, so long. I don't even know what and, the game's about. Or, about you mean the show? I guess. show, or, yeah. That, yeah. I, meant, I said game, but yeah, show yeah. I meant. Thank yeah. you. I, w- I would not last, no. What do you have to do? Do you have to, like, hunt on the show? Like, is that part of it? <laughs> you have to get along. So Survivor is basically, you also have to get along with everybody. And it would, oh. uh, yeah. Somebody would end up dead in a river and they'd do an investigation and find out that I'd murdered them. Like there's <laughs> like especially when it's like that kind of thing, there's no yeah, there's literally no way I would make it. I there's somebody I would hate and I would just be like, Yeah, we're we're having it out. I'm bashing your head in with a fucking rock. I oh could never do dude, I'm not lying, man. Yeah, you don't um I like those kind of shows, Maddie, are like the worst human parts in video form i hate them i hate bachelor i hate because to me it's like you and a a human is 24 hours a day every decision but we have a tendency in humanity right now to pick apart one quarter of a second say you're a bad person or you're this kind of person because i saw this quarter of a second those shows are predatory on that you know they show the worst the the people are waiting for the worst things and i would be the person that was I would feed right into it and I would get kicked off. Yeah. Nobody'd let me stay on. <laughs> It'd be a disaster. Ah, uh, man. Would I be, I don't know. I'm definitely, uh, I definitely get along with people, but I've been told by a, a lot of my friends and my girlfriend that I wear my expression on my face, which is like one of my, I think a better quality of mine. Cause if like, if I don't like someone, you'd know it. You absolutely yeah, know. right. Not yeah. even in tone or attitude. It's just when they're like talking, if I'm looking at them, it's not like I'm giving them a stink face. Just I may like it's why I've had so many people think I don't like them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's just I, I must have like a, a face that just tells you I'm I'm a very hateful individual. Um, according to my, my friends and my girlfriend. Yeah, I, I I make it very clear if I don't like someone. And I think that would work against me on a on a show where 
<laughs> you had, you to, had to fake it all the time. Yeah. 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 I can't fake it for shit. I don't like being a faker. I don't, I don't have any interest in being fake. Just I would also that. probably just be very like, if I felt that the person couldn't be choked in the middle of the night, I would probably just stop talking. So it'd be quite easy to tell if I didn't like somebody, cause it'd just be silent. You know, there would just be no right. discussion. And yeah, I think those shows show that, you know, just how like so somebody has to be, but they're so fake that, of course, we could go on tag team, pretend to fucking uh, pretend to fucking like everybody and just fucking yeah. work through the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do, do a team effort there like, yep. and just yep. make sure that both of us get to the end. And then like yep. once we're the last two. All right. We'll do we'll drop a, it out. Flip, we'll split it. Or we'll flip a coin. We'll just be like flip yeah. a coin. Whoever wins wins. <laughs> there we go. Just totally piss everybody off. Yeah. Skuma Vendor asks, with the news that the glass content update for Battlefront 2 is out, what do you guys think? those teams are working on now slash dice as a studio. Hmm. Does he mean the multiplayer one that we talked about? The multiplayer? Uh, uh, Dice's Battlefront 2. Yeah, they wrapped up. They did their final update for the game with Scarif. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and he's saying, what do you think they're working on now? I believe they the report came in that they're working on a new Battlefield game. I think I did see that last week. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So that is your answer. I don't, a lot of people thought this didn't mean Battlefront 3 is happening, but I think they're smart to let the work they did and put into Battlefront 2, which is way longer than I expected. That game just got its last update, uh, and it's nearing in, I think, five months. It'll be its three year anniversary. So uh, they put a lot of time and money into it. I would not be surprised if they wanted to just let Battlefront 2 rest for a little bit because they did fix that game pretty well and then some um so yeah they're gonna do battlefield next and then i imagine you could expect battlefront 3 and battlefront 3 better be because we always talk about it with battlefront like and and actually i think just any dice game that when they move on to the next one don't start from the ground up like take what was in two bring it over for the most part and then build that's actually that. what I was going to that is actually exactly what I was going to say. I was yeah. waiting for you to because I was going to say that. So I, <laughs> I agree. Yes, it, that has to happen at some it point. Absolutely. Has these to guys got to start doing it because they, they added too much awesome stuff. Into, yeah, like like just conceptually, like they had instant action finally in Battlefront 2 again. They had offline play. They did a campaign. Wasn't that good? But they, you know, the, the biggest requested feature, and I think the reason they're waiting is because right now we're in between gens. By the time they do Battlefront 3, hopefully we can be fully on next gen. And hopefully they can finally do Galactic Conquest. That, I think, is like the final push to get yeah. Battlefront out and, and, and like complete, not only getting a Battlefront 3, I should say, out, but also doing Galactic Conquest by DICE in there. That would send the the battlefront community up a wall. I would freak out if they if I heard they were doing Galactic Conquest. But um yeah, I mean they seem to be listening to the community throughout all of their updates, but also I mean one of the biggest additions in two was the clones and the droids. You know, finally we had that. Um so yeah. Okay. Uh ooh, we got another two questions from Natural Calamity. Number three from him is do you think Microsoft will f- what? Do you think Microsoft will fox this fuck up and have its developers get some gameplay relatively soon, or at least Ubisoft? What does fox like fix? F- yeah, I mean, it is. yeah, fix, fix. I read that too literally. Um, I know some games 
from this gameplay event already got gameplay. Like one of them was uh, that cyberpunk top-down shooter. I yeah, think it was called the yeah, advent IGN. Or something. Yeah, I, I, accent or advent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure Ubisoft within the next few weeks we will mm-hmm. see something gameplay-wise from them. I think they got a little bit of a fire lit under their ass. All right. Question four is a left field beard question for you. I'm guessing, Carrick. How do you maintain your beard, and do you do you keep and how do you keep your haters away? My girlfriend and family keep telling me to shave it, and was wondering if you experienced that sort of thing. Out the beard, fuck yeah! I thought he meant YouTube. Like, how do you keep the haters away, dude? My wife <laughs> hates the beard. Oh my god, fucking despises it. Um, yeah, no, don't do much. Trim it um beard oil if you have dry skin which can pop up beard people don't realize your beard isn't your isn't your fucking head there's no oil on your on your like your beard will dry out your face fast because you're not shaving and Mm -hmm. so it's like you definitely a lot of people have to have beard oil at some time but yeah haters nobody's gonna tell me if they hate my beard i'm really caustic (laughs) like i can uh, if one of my friends I just do not. <laughs> First of all, they wouldn't care because I don't have friends like that at all. Like they can do whatever they want and I can too. I just don't think any of my friends would tell me they dislike something I did because they'd just be like, that's him. Uh, if I say something, I'm not going to hear the end of it because he's just going to be like, motherfucker. But my wife hates it. <laughs> she hates it. I mean, she hates it with a passion. It's definitely, an, it definitely affects like closeness, but I don't care. <laughs> Dude, I went fucking like 30 years where I couldn't have one. And so like when I decided to have one, I was like, I'm going all out. Oh, no, it's bristly. It's bristly though. I can see it's why beautiful. somebody wouldn't want to kiss it, you know, or kiss you. I mean, we kiss, but you know what I mean? Like this is raw on somebody's face. Yeah, like it's not yeah, it's because it's, it's, like it's bristly wool, beard imagine. skin. <laughs> yeah, it's bristly. <laughs> well, it's like you've got a mustache. Somebody's going to feel yeah. that. And then yeah, you absolutely. add a giant beard to it, somebody's gonna feel that. Yeah, so no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, that becomes a thing. For me, my I as a lot of people know, and I know you know, I, I didn't have any semblance of facial hair for a while. And then um part of that was because my friends on the other end of the spectrum, we roast everything imaginable for each other. Any anything is a viable target, literally anything. So uh, that's why I don't really have like a sensitivity problem, just because like I have close friends who we will just annihilate each other it's fun um but yeah like they used to call me dusty because whenever i shaved my lip and then uh it would start to come in it would i agree with them it would literally look like dust was forming on my lip because it was so fine yeah it yeah Yeah. it, it was just that it was just very fine facial hair and so i'd always shave it off and my girlfriend was like why don't you try to just keep growing it out and i was like well because my mustache will grow but my my chin does not at all and um i stayed patient and it, it kind of just came in a little bit and it doesn't connect here like along the side of the face but it's a nice goatee it's a nice sharp goatee um now anytime i it, it, i guess it looks fairly uh it makes me look older because i anytime i post a uh, like in my video i'll edit in older footage and let's say in that older footage my face is in it people will see that and go like oh my god it's baby maddie i'm like dude that was like three years ago <laughs> yeah but um yeah. i guess it makes a difference it's funny However, because i don't have that issue that that this guy seems to have of I, I, of, of haters yeah i don't know if you um have this but i would definitely say that like while my close significant other isn't a fan i do get a lot of like youtube fans 
like girls oh, dig it. Oh yeah. Oh, which oh, is I, weird. No, that's what you meant. I thought you meant like comments. I'll see comments like saying you're like whenever you have your face in a video, people are like, "Wow, what a beard." <laughs> I yeah. Didn't know you well, meant girls. You, oh, dude. Yeah, you'll get like I'll get. Yeah, yeah. I'll get, it's definitely. It, that's what's weird is like I think it's almost like when you see something from afar, you're fine with it, but then like mm-hmm. if you have to deal with it every day, you're like, dude, is beer scratchy or whatever on me, you know, stuff like that. But and some people like grizzly dudes and some people don't. So you know, gotcha. that's what my my wife is Asian and they just don't do facial hair. Like, and I don't mean they, I mean her entire family. Nobody's got facial hair. They don't like it. They consider it like it looks unkempt. Even if I did it perfect, your family reunions are great with you involved. <laughs> I don't do family reunions, not oh, not with, with them. No, like, not like no I mean, their her side of the family is just exploded all over the world. So like, uh, some live in China, some live here. So it's. Gotcha. I mean, I'd see her fam, her her close mom, and she would never say anything to me because she's very she's sweet. cool. That kind of yeah, she's very sweet. They're all they're all very cool. But I just mean they. She. I don't think she'd ever even dated anybody with you know facial hair and certainly not somebody who looks like they fucking took wilt chamberlain and glued him to his chin like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah all right we're almost done here brody writes in saying do you guys have a favorite single track from a video game oh man there's so there's so much good music but the mass effect one's menu music is my favorite music of all time Mm. no i don't mean main menu i mean sorry map that do 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 fucking it's my favorite yeah Yeah. creates a feeling that just hard to replicate uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say persona Four new days uh it happens it's like that i don't know it just it it that whole soundtrack as a whole creates this i like like I didn't know for all of my life music played in the back of my head that would represent social moments. And that game just created a physical manifestation of that essentially. And uh, it's not like I'll go out with my friends and the soundtrack's playing in my head. But I, when I hear that soundtrack, I think of not only moments in game, but moments in my own life. So that's absolutely. So that would be your theme song. Like we joke and say, if you walked in a room what would your theme? That would be your theme song. New days. New days. Yeah, gotcha. Sure, gotcha. Makes sense. Ross says I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2's epilogue, and I have no idea how to have fun. So far, I hunt, go to towns, get bored, kill everyone, escape. Did you guys find any enjoyment in the game that didn't involve story missions? Yeah. Hmm. What did you find? All that was fun to me, but I get why it wouldn't be to multiple people. Yeah. I mean, everything he described sounds completely boring the way he described it, by the way, too. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> there's true. nothing in the, you know, when you read it even, there's nothing <laughs> in this game that is fun. You just hunt and run around and shoot people. And it's like, yes, that it makes sense. It, it I will, wasn't fun I will him. give you a hot tip, Ross, and maybe you're not immature like me. But one of my favorite things from like I was I was getting footage from Watch Dogs 2 for today's video. So I saw I was even doing it then and I did it in GTA 5. Like one of my favorite things to do in these games is to see how people in the world react to things. I I've spent hours in Red Dead Redemption 2 just pissing people off, not real life people, right? Like not Red Dead Online, like in game because you can target people and taunt them. And I just loved 
like venting the what if fantasies that just fly by in your head like what if i walked in a bar and just called some guy a fucking asshole across the room like would he get up and come and fight me and then what happens when i square up like obviously i could take out my pistol and shoot him and that's it and the cops chase you but that's boring i love the like change you know exchange fists and and see what happens there just something about that like going like you know you're riding your horse along here comes a carriage the other way on the other side of the street. And, um, you know, they stop. They're like top of the morning. You're like, go fuck yourself. And, you know, and, and like just to see how they react. Like, I think that is so insanely fun and I, it's absolutely immature. But in all those games, um, I just enjoy watching the world react. So try to do smaller things. Um, I know a lot of fun for like, we get Noah was one of our hosts and he loves rockstar games and he he had played a ton of Red Dead Redemption um, because, like, there was poker in the game. Like, some days he'd just sit down and do poker, but sometimes he'd just come up with his own stories in his head and have fun with them. So it's a sandbox game. I would I would approach it that way. Don't don't look for tasks. Look if you if you're if this is the only game you can play, then look for like the finer things. Like I said, challenging people to fights is hilarious. I, I get a kick out of it every time. All right, last set of questions comes from grade ape 51 maddie with your recent review of 76 and wastelanders i'm guessing that didn't change your recommended play order of 3d fallout games yes no thanks for the podcast and all the other content you guys put out on a regular basis continue to stay well and safe we hope you do the same great ape thank you for the kind message uh yes so 76 did not move up any list of mine of of 3d fallout games you should play uh it's hard to make a list for Fallout games because everyone's so hard on about New Vegas being number one that if I dare say three is number one for me, people are more concerned about that being mine rather than just me discussing why I like three. Uh, so it kind of just – it's why I don't like at times talking about Fallout at all on the channel. I have to go in bursts because it just – it's such like a oppressive discussion to have yeah. sometimes um, yeah. if I'm quite frank. So, yeah, for me it would be uh, – Three number one, New Vegas number two, uh, three Fallout four, four seventy six Wastelanders, uh, not seventy six as a whole. As I mentioned in my review, part of the issue with seventy six is that the vanilla game still exists. So as they they're right. announcing their roadmap next week, um, so we will be talking about that then. Um, but yeah, for for now, we'll, it it could you know it has the biggest chance to like leap over Fallout four, um, just because. Uh, I, I said in my review as well, it's kind of embarrassing that 76 at Wastelanders introduced way more skill checks that had moments in the quest that, that, that reacted to that than, than Fallout 4, which was a single-player role-playing game. Uh, and I'm not accounting for Far Harbor, which really only had like a couple of skill checks. Um, but it's just it just blows my mind that that game did more. Uh, so if they continue to build on that, then I think 76 has a chance to leapfrog Fallout 4. Uh, and when they do that, I should also mention they have to top Far Harbor, which is one of my favorite Bethesda DLCs, and they have to have significant repercussions to my storyline at the very minimum. Obviously, they can't do the world, but storyline repercussions based off my choices. That's going to be a tough task, so I don't see the list moving. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, right now, nothing changes with my play order for 3D Fallout games. You could also throw in Tactics. Uh, the 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 beat 'em up Diablo style Fallout game that I, I I consider a guilty pleasure. That game's fun. Um, it's not a Fallout game, but it's fun. 
I would recommend that one too if you're looking for something really different. All right, Carrick. Those are all our podcast questions for the week. We had a, a quite an active show here. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, is there anything you want to toss in here at the end, my friend? Trying to think of the uh, tagline, the uh, hashtag. Yeah. I thought that I thought that's what you would say, so I had one prepped. Oh, do you go for it? No, I was kidding. I don't. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You nope. know what's weird? We talk about a bunch of shit, and then and then like when it comes to the end, I mean, sometimes I'll be like, "Boom, this is it," and then sometimes I just um, won't have one, even though we talked about a bunch of shit. Well, because usually it's easy when we have like a good joke that we, yeah, we have true. that like starts in the beginning of the show. And... Oh my god, I've got it! All right, let's hear it. You could do... <laughs> hashtag dust for your fucking your. There chin. we go. There we go. Your Done. Hashtag. Done. I will know. Dust. We'll know if somebody got that. Hashtag yep. dust. This will always sit in my head forever. That's Hashtag awesome. dust. All right. You got That's this great. deep. Let us know. Fire away on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to see how, how many of you got to the last possible second of our show. We appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. And now we wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.